Hey guys, welcome to the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast. Here, we talk about everything and anything outdoors. This episode of the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast is brought to you by Deer 30 Minerals. This ain't your grandpa's salt lick. Welcome back everyone to the Outdoor Wadja Brand Podcast here. I've got special guest, my brother-in-law, Tyler Brown here. We're going to talk about uh, the recap of the 2022 turkey season population. Obviously, everyone knows about about the turkey declines, but uh, we're going to talk about food plots and what we've got in mind and what he's got in mind and uh, kind of how we're going to hunt this upcoming deer season, more ground and pound from a tree stand. We're going to hunt ridges. We're going to hunt, you know, down low in the valleys. We're going to hunt that mountain oil, that thick stuff. So uh, y'all stay tuned for this episode. Finally, we got Tyler out here on a, on episode two of the Outdoor Wiser Brand podcast. So, uh, yeah, like I said before, Tyler is my brother-in-law. So, how'd your day go? Well, you know, we work at the same place, have the same problems. It was a good day. It's yeah, it's just <laughs> balls to the walls, ain't it? But it's uh, being in the gas business right now is a very unique business to be in, and it's. Uh, We've been very blessed. We've we've been busy and uh, things have been pretty good, other than the price. So it was a good day. Yeah, Glad that, it's Friday. That price, you know who to you know who to thank on the price of that. Yeah, yeah we're not going to get too. We better not get into that. that. <laughs> we can sit here the rest of the on night on that on that on that point. But uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. So I guess you're the you're the first guest because Joey is. I mean he. In like the first episode, he's the he's the technological guy. Yeah, he's he's a tech guy. He's a tech guy. Yeah, maybe not technological. Tech, technically speaking, yeah. <laughs> audio specialist would be a good uh, audio and video specialist. Damn, that's a pretty good label, ain't it? He's just, <laughs> he's just looking at us. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, Tyler, what got you? What got you into hunting? And what, like, what got you into it, and what has carried you over the years to where you're pretty much at now? Um, it's kind of funny. Um, my great grandpa was a huge hunter. My uh, was carried over to my granddad. I spent a lot of time with my my mom or my dad's mom and dad. And I spent a lot of time with them in the summers, and you know, we river fished, walked the river, waded the river, and fished, and and uh, he took me squirrel hunting. And uh, the only man I've ever seen in my life or ever heard of that had a squirrel stringer. They exist. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty neat. <laughs> it's never, a, I've never heard of a squirrel squirrel stringer it's the same, at all. It's the same reaction I get every time I say it. It's a I wouldn't even know closed pin. It's about um, four or five inches long. Looks like, or not a closed pin, but a safety pin. But it's like four or five inches long. And he always wore Liberty overalls, and me and him would go walk out on our property and you know, most people use a twenty-two. We use shotguns. We shotguns for everything. Oh yeah, shotguns. I mean, it's not near as hard. You're just patting. Yeah, you're eating tonight. That's right. You're eating. It's baby. already tenderized. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. have to do yeah. anything. Yeah. But uh, he took me uh, squirrel hunting, and that was the craziest thing. We'd you know we'd kill squirrels, and he'd put that safety pin right to the roof of their mouth, and clip them to his belt holder on his overalls. And I don't know. I still remember that. And, so he'd uh, go through the roof of their mouth. Yeah, dude, it was, it was crazy. I, 
it was it was wild, man. And I, I you know, he passed away last year, and uh, we looked all over for that safety pin, and and none of us could find it. I was so upset that we couldn't find that because I just wanted to I wanted to keep that. Yeah, but, you know, especially his. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But he uh, he's the first person to take me deer hunting. My dad doesn't hunt much. We we go to our property every Thanksgiving and a bunch of guys just hang out and and deer hunt and um the men in our family have done that for well over well I mean I was I'm 38 and I started going when I was nine my dad did it when he was probably my age and so we did that every year and that was always a lot of fun and uh so my granddad's pretty much what got me in it and and I guess it's like everybody else you know everybody wants to kill the biggest deer and you know biggest bearded turkey biggest spurs oh, and yeah. catch the biggest fish or uh, you know whatever it is but um or have the most squirrels on a on, on a squirrel sand, stringer on, sand, on a squirrel stringer that's right <laughs> yeah, it's, like every time you tell me that story because i like at, at work we like sometimes we tell the same stories and over over and over but it's like different people so every time i hear that the squirrel stringer i'm like I don't even know what the hell squirrel stringer is. Nobody, I've not met anybody yet that's like, oh yeah, my grandpa did that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like everybody looks at me like a deer staring in the headlights. Yeah. It's like, what's a squirrel what's stringer? What's a squirrel stringer? But it's, and and up there, the cabin, you guys, I mean, there's there's always been there's always been word of some big bucks and stuff running around. It's, oh yeah. It's always a drive to go out there. Whether I mean. We're all meat eaters. I mean, if a big old doe steps out in front of one of us, I'm, me and you are on the same boat. We're not hesitating at all. Listen, I think that, not to get off on a tangent or anything, oh, you but, good. You, good. you know, some of my personal experience, you know, <clears throat> social media has made deer hunting to where it's, if you're not killing 150, 60-inch plus deer, that you, you're not a hunter. Yeah, and they, I, don't, yeah. I don't believe that. You know, your trophy is whatever is a trophy to you. You shouldn't be looking for acceptance from everybody else. You know, if you worked hard for that deer and you're proud of it, shoot it. Don't, you know, I I, hate, I see it on Facebook all the time. It's one of the biggest reasons I got off Facebook was, you know, somebody posts a picture of their deer. It's like, man, I killed a, killed a deer today. It wasn't the one I wanted. I hate that phrase. You're in 100% control of whatever you shoot. If you don't want to shoot it, don't shoot it. Yeah. Or if you do I mean, and you post it, say, had a great day in the woods today, killed a decent yeah. buck. Yeah. I'm I happy. Mean, I mean, and every time you go in the woods, you, you learn something new. No man knows it all. I mean, Fred Bear knew a lot about archery, but he didn't know what each each animal, each deer, turkey, squirrel before Delor put it up on a squirrel stringer. Each animal has its own individual, you know, like characteristics. And They're just like a human being. I mean, that's why they, you know, my one of my, my granddad always said, that's why they call it hunting instead of killing. Everybody has bad days, you have bad years, you don't, you know, whatever. As long as you enjoy what you're doing and remember that it's not about what you kill so much, I mean, that's the ultimate reward. Yeah, but oh yeah. the journey yeah. is, is the big thing is like, you know, what what happened that day before you killed that deer? You know, yeah. obviously it's awesome that you killed one. Yeah. But, like, you know. Like, was you running late? Did you leave the house exactly. and forget your release? And you it, had to drive 20 minutes back just to get a release? I mean. Or you drop it on the ground, climb in your tree stand, have yeah. to climb all the way back yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, you know. it's funny you say that because I listened to a podcast on Bo Martonic's, uh, 
East Meets West podcast, and he was with Brad Luttrell with Go Wild. And it, it was, it's weird you say that because Brad Luttrell doesn't have Facebook, Instagram, or nothing. He's created that uh, social media social media platform called Go Wild. And it's I nothing. It's it's just it's straight hunters because, I mean, Facebook and stuff like that, you get censorship. It's huge. You know, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've posted something. Or TikTok is a good example. You can't have guns on TikTok. It's you got our video we put of you with a flamethrower got uh, kicked on TikTok. You remember that? Oh yeah, I remember shooting a flamethrower. Did it get kicked? Yeah, I posted that. And I, I had a video. Didn't check it, you know. I just hit yeah. post or whatever. Yeah. And went back inside, and I don't know. Later that night, I was like, I don't think anybody's seen yeah. our video, and they're like, Oh, you've been blocked for yeah some terms days. and conditions or whatever. And, and I'm like, and yeah. It's crazy, and and Brad was saying sometimes TikTok they'll ban your whole account or they'll just delete that video. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many videos I've had deleted, and I was like, man, I, if I'm gonna post anything like this on TikTok, it's just I'm not even gonna waste my time unless it's just some like some stupid shit at work or something like that, and it's some, something funny. Like but, me scaring Seth. Yeah. Yeah. It's my whole TikTok page. Scaring Seth. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 crazy that you actually say that because and Brad was talking about that is that. There's a lot of guys that are on, like, Facebook and Instagram, like, you know, the big social media platforms that are trophy killers. They don't go out there and, like, shoot a doe or two or three does, you know. Or and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, you hear people talk about, oh, he don't do nothing but kill trophies. Well, so what? I mean, that's if you got trophies running all over your property, buddy, shooting. more power to you. But, I mean, where I hunt at, at the cabin is, I, I would argue that there's not very many places that's harder to deer hunt than Cumberland County, Tennessee. There's, you know, you see all these, you know, what gets me is people getting into hunting, watch a, and there's nothing wrong with the shows. I'm not down in anybody's show or anything like that, but they get this false sense of they're going to have a 160 inch deer on their property just because they planted a few food plots and got some decent bedding. And, you know, <laughs> you don't see anybody, you know, you don't see Michael Waddell coming to Tennessee to kill big deer. And it's no. not because they're not here. No, those guys are those guys are like all out west. Kansas. They're they're Midwest, you yeah, know, far west because you've got oh, yeah. lots of food. You know, row crop farms. They don't have very much, you know, very much cover. So they're in controlled. Basically, you're in control of where they go. It's yeah, and so, I mean, I've I've never been to like Kansas or nothing like Oklahoma. I'm not either. But I mean, I've watched hunting videos, and the hunting public is like the biggest thing. And they're like, yeah. man, if you find the patches of trees and the creek bottoms. You will find deer. You will find all sorts of wildlife. You know, that's like the cabin, dude. It's uh, it's a a friend of mine described it as a acorn desert. It's nothing but hardwoods. There's when there is a good mass crop, yeah, there is acorns everywhere. That's actually really good. Yeah, it's uh, and they don't have you know. And if there's good, you know, if we've had plenty of rainfall, you know. Early bow season, I mean, and it's the hardest place in the world to bow hunt because if you just bow hunt bow season, because when acorns hit the ground, they don't have to walk 20 yards. They eat, they go to water. If they've got, you know, if there's good rain that oh, fall, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, they don't have to walk far. So, I mean, good luck trying to pattern a deer. It is, it is, because I've, I've found myself to be successful in spots that had, I've never hunted like I have up there. Yeah, I mean it's literally all mm-hmm. like mass trees. 
Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's thousands, literally thousands of acres. And you've you got to break it down to a science to be like, okay, well, here's a flat and here's a ridge. And, and literally you're playing the sides of ridges and winds. That's and all you're. The, you know, and that's the other thing about, I watch on those shows is talking about, you know, thermal hunt here in the morning, hunt here in the evening. Yeah. If you can explain that to me in Cumberland County, Tennessee, dude, you'd be the master because you can set out in a tree stand on any given property in Cumberland County and the wind will be blowing out of the east for five minutes out of the west. The next five minutes be doing nothing, you know, so you, it swirls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what do you do? You can only do so much. And so you may as well be in the woods. You can't kill them from the couch. Yeah, exactly. Take your chances. Yeah, you might as well just go sit. It's awesome. And, and be yeah. like, okay, well, the wind's going north. I'm going to go sit over here, and the wind's going to hit me in the face. Well, uh, and 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 our luck. Oh, I have the, no luck. The biggest buck. I don't <laughs> have any. The, it's okay. <laughs> the biggest buck of our life is going to walk five yards behind you downwind. He's 100%. either going to see you or smell you. Yeah. 100%. I mean, obviously, when there's no leaves on the trees up there. I mean, you can see for hundreds of yards through the woods, but... I would gar- I would say that's one of the only places you can shoot. I would say in the right a few places up there you can shoot a hundred yards in the woods. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I guarantee you could set a target out a hundred yards on one of the ridges that I've got that runs into a big bench. Guarantee you'd shoot a hundred yards all day yeah. through hardwoods. Well, it's like the th- fact that one time me and you went up there and it was uh when was that? That was three years ago, four years ago when we had that snow and stuff and we were sliding on that ice and uh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, we were sitting there. Kind of pretty much at the bottom. Oh, yeah. We could look up a hundred yards, hundred fifty yards day. to to a ridge top. So I mean, it's it is a very very challenging place to hunt, and we know a handful of people that have shot some really good deer off that. But that's like one well, deer. And most one people ridge. don't know, but the <laughs> Tennessee state record typical deer was killed in Cumberland County. Yeah, the yeah. sunny buck. Everybody's heard of the sunny buck. Oh yeah, that was killed right here in Cumberland County. About. Yeah. Yeah, about a thousand yards from the front porch of my cabin. Yeah, they're there, but good luck seeing one. Yeah, yeah, like you said, there's it's so it's so well, big, and they're they're just everywhere. Doug Davis killed that one. What was it one sixty one? I yeah. think is what it, that was green oh, score, that, and then it ended up what one one fifty eight or something. I think so. I mean, it was a he didn't, and and he didn't shrink a lot either. No, he didn't shrink much. A ninety day grace period or sixty days, something like that. Something? Yeah, but I like mean, I mean, that was that deer was killed a mile from my property and yeah. he's hunted that property for seven years and uh, roughly i'm not I'd, roughly and he's probably seen several bucks and stuff but he ain't never seen nothing of that caliber and the bad thing is is the guy missed him sitting two ridges down from him the night before and so he stayed re- in the same area so if he missed him the night before he just Deer don't move, in my opinion. Deer don't leave an area. A buck will not leave a, its core area. When you talk about it, oh, if you bump that deer, now it may go nocturnal, 100%. I do believe that. But it's not going to leave its core area. Yeah, you know, yeah I mean, it's he just, feels safe there. He knows because, I mean, yeah. it's thicker than dog hair. It's not going to leave. I mean, you know, I grew it, up around... There's a lot of people around here that back a long time ago used to dog deer. And, you know, I hate hearing people talk about, well, I'll shoot a dog if it's running a deer by me. You know, if it's an actual hunting dog and it's, you know, supposed to be a hog hunting dog or, you know, squirrel dog and it gets on a deer, there's been more big deer killed off a dog 
by accident and you sitting in a tree stand and there has it running that deer out of the country? Oh, no doubt. I, I know that to be 100% true. That's what, and it, you know, to each his own, you know, yeah. whatever it is. But it's a, uh, Kerman County's a hard place to hunt. I don't care if it's turkeys or deer or, or yeah. what. These mountain birds are tough. The, yeah, the, yeah, that too, and the birds. That's, I mean, if, if the wind could have its own cardinal direction, it would pick Cumberland County or yeah. the Plateau. Because what's the Plateau? How many counties on the Plateau? What's the Plateau? I don't know. I mean, you, I don't I'm going to go on a limb and say three. So if I'm wrong, one of y'all let me know because I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, is it three counties? Cumberland, Fentress. Morgan. Rome. Yeah, Roan. Is it Roan? Uh, no, probably e- yeah, Morgan County is not. Morgan County is just, well, no, Morgan no, County probably is. would be that. Yeah, so three or four, I so would think. three or four, yeah. So if so- if someone has that info, I mean, we're not going to whip out our phones right now and ask Google, so we'll make you all work for it. Figure that out for us and let us know how many counties are on the plateau if you're listening to this and you know where the plateau is. If not, good luck finding the plateau. But, uh, yeah, so, so you said something about them mountain birds. So how did how did your twenty twenty two season go? It it started off pretty rough. Started off a little cold like ours, right? Oh lord! <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, I had a good season. I killed two birds. I could have killed three, but I I slacked off towards the end of the season, and I didn't I didn't get real hard at it there towards the end. I and I I started off pretty hot. I killed. Two birds and two birds in two weeks. Two, two birds. birds I mean, like weeks. two and a half weeks, something like yeah, you that. You shot that bird at the farm. That was opening weekend. Yep, that was opening right. weekend, and yeah, and then you went out to our buddies. That was that yeah, was, that was the second weekend. Yeah, so it was you know two weekends yeah. in, I'd already killed a bird. You know, which my season last season season was rough. I hunted all season long. And you had like exact opposite of everyone else. Yeah, well, me, me and you. You killed what two or three? You killed. You limited out. I, mean, I shot. I shot my three birds in the first three days. Yeah, and they were hot all year. But this year, it didn't happen. Dude, this year, I'd have gave anything to have a <laughs> have a year like last year because it was. Oh no! Dude, dude. I know. Ruff. Yeah, so I started off at the cabin, and uh, the like I said, man, I don't know what it is up there. Those birds are. I have noticed through my game camera stuff that they get really hot up there real early. Like, I'm talking two weeks before season. Yeah. And they're strutting. They're already with hens. You know, they're already hot. Whereas everywhere else that I hunt off the mountain, it's, you know, when I say the mountain, I'm talking about the cabin. And when I come anywhere else in town or around Kerman County or, you know, close to, they're not even gobbling yet. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, I, I made a rather large mistake this year. I don't. I guess I don't read very well. I thought I was a pretty good reader, but apparently I don't read too good. And um, Apparently my gun doesn't like federal heavy shot or uh, TSS number nines at all. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yo, that was a fi- that was a fiasco. Dude, I spent $147 on shells. <laughs> Dude, it was, I was, I, listen, I had a fat lip. Oh. I've never been so mad, and I, 
I did not realize that I was shooting eights and tens because, you know, Federal puts out that eight to yeah. ten shot. Oh, yeah. And then just number nines. Well, the box that I had bought two years ago, because I'm a heavy shot brand. I love the gold shells. They've shot the best yeah. through my Remington. And, man, I'm, I'm going to – I love my little cheap Remington Express Super Magnum pistol grip. I love it. It's a great gun. And I guess it got used to shooting those heavy shot blends. And when you couldn't get any more, I'm like, I won't buy these TSS. I'll try them out. I, I didn't pay any attention to the tag. It just said TSS. Turns out they were eight through tens. Yeah. And I thought they were number nines. So I bought me in three, two boxes of number nines and kept trying to zero, you know, you know, pattern my shotgun. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's perfect. We're good. I'll aim, you know, it was off just a little bit to the right. And I'll like, oh, pull a little left. We'll be good. I crawl. I belly crawled. Well, to start out, actually, I walked 3.2 miles and never heard a bird. Made it all the way back to the cabin, come over the hill, and there's seven birds standing in the field. And I'm like, awesome. So I start calling, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a championship turkey caller. I can hold my own. Yeah. You know, I've killed birds off my turkey well, calls. I was going to say, you know, I, and yeah, you called that one bird in on the know, lake. And I start calling. I mean, they couldn't have cared less. And I'm like, I'm going to have to freaking belly crawl. I belly crawled like 40 yards through the woods and laid down like a sniper. And I'm like, I got this dude. Squeeze the trigger. Dude, I didn't cut a feather. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I've never missed a turkey that's standing in the wide open field. So I go back, start checking my shells, shoot my gun, get my boxes of shells. And I go through two or three boxes of that crap and... After it wouldn't pattern, I mean, I've got pictures of this where this gun would not pattern, and I've never seen anything like it, and realized that I've shot a mixed box, um, you know, a mix of two boxes yeah. in, in in my bag, and for, I've got eights and tens and nines. <laughs> you have an assortment, like Skittles. Uh, yeah, but they, were, they were in the right boxes. <laughs> I just had them stacked on top, and I was just pulling shells out, you know, and uh, got me some eights through tens, shot my re-zero or re-pattern uh, my gun and dude it was dead on i was like you gotta be kidding me went out the next that was no I, that was uh i killed those two birds the second and third weekend first weekend was when i missed that one re-zeroed that week busted my lip shooting that stupid thing yeah i remember that and uh apparently that remington will not shoot a single shot size i don't know why but it, it likes the eights through tens for some reason and it just yeah so that was it started out with a, a real literal bang i mean I, I had a better chance of giving the turkey a heart attack i, I mean i'm talking like 40 yards it didn't even t it didn't even touch a feather like i was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> it was i think i think you came back to the office it was before that you came back to the office and you're like boy this gun ain't shooting worth a damn i don't know what's wrong with this here <laughs> and i'm i'm i'm, I'm a, i don't know if you want to call me old school or I, listen i'm cheap okay i'm cheap <laughs> i don't know why i just i don't like to spend my money i won't shoot i mean i maybe i'm not as cheap as you said you're the only guy i know that turkey hunts with the electrical tape sight on your yeah, it's, vanelli um, <laughs> but 
I'm iron sights all so the I'm, way. I've got one screw holding my rear side off, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna wrap this thing in extra tape. It's been on there for five years. It's worked. Take it off. Take it off. Clean it before every turkey season. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. Back up. Back up. You have never cleaned your gun. Don't don't lie to these people, okay? T- tell me when the last time you cleaned your gun was. I want to know. After this turkey season. That's the first time since who cleaned it? Oh no, I just sprayed off. Okay, I, there, there we go. Breaking it down and getting internal. Okay. Uh, it's been you. You last one do it about four years ago. Yeah, when we pulled. I, I do not get into the guts of my gun, but the thing shoots. I don't have it a problem matter. with it. I don't. And it's it's I don't know if it's uh what what do you call that what's the what's the thing about the if you open up a knife and oh yeah the, the superstition superstition if you I'm open up like, a knife and hand it to somebody they're yeah, supposed to hand it back yeah to you it's, it's just like my gun I'm not taking that electrical tape off that electrical tape off or cleaning the spiders it. out of the trigger guard oh I'm gonna I'm gonna let that granddaddy long leg live in that gun barrel Yo, for a whole I, year I, until opening day I'm telling season. you this dude <laughs> come to my house when he. First started dating my sister, and he's like, "Hey man, I've had this gun and it's upstairs <laughs> at, never at my house, it. and I'm, I don't think I've ever taken it apart. You reckon I ought to take it apart and clean it?" Yeah, and I was like, and "I'm like, sure, let's take her apart." Yeah, I was like, "How do you take this thing apart?" I don't even know. I think I've done it one time, one time in seven years I've owned a gun. We pulled the trigger group Two times. and guard out of that gun, and I'm I kid you not, there was a family of Granddaddy Longleg that had died, and that oh, I yeah. mean it was bad. It was, there, was a lady, there was a ladybug in there. There I was a her, ladybug. I called her Lucy. <laughs> Look, yeah, I she wasn't with us no more. <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, have you have you ever ever cleaned this? No. No, no, I haven't. I cleaned it with some turkey blood. That's about it. And some rainwater from Mother Nature. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah, water is not good for a gun either. No, that, I don't like it. What is it? Benelli makes that Creo choke or that Creo barrel or whatever. Uh, and it's yeah, just, it's um, just rust. I don't remember what that stuff is. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember either. But anyways, yeah, we know Benelli's rust. I don't take care of my gun <laughs> at all. And that's it's okay, I mean, Seth. I'm sure it'll pay. It'll pay its price in the end. I go to grab it one day, and it's just going to be holy and just rust ate through it, just brown. It'll be all right. That's part of it. It's part of living life. Anyways, but yeah, that was that was my first turkey that I missed. That was very disheartening. Um, Second turkeys uh, on our farm, and uh, I can't say a whole lot. It was pretty easy. Sat down that morning. I had, went in blind. Um, never hunted there before, and you know, got there plenty of time to walk in in the dark, and took my time. Sat down where I could see pretty good, and nothing gobbled. You know, sun comes up. You know, waiting for him to gobble on the roost, and not a thing. And I'm like, really. Here, here, here we go again. Repeat of last year. Yeah, my luck's just perfect. I think it was what it was two days before I told you to go. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, there's three strutters and like two hens out in this yeah. field. I was like, go hunt the farm. There's gonna be something. Cl- something's got to gobble. Something's got to yeah. be close to you. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, this is my luck. I mean, here we go. Nothing. And it gets up. You know, it's probably thirty minutes after sunrise, and all of a sudden just. And I'm like, oh, that dude's on the ground on the farm behind me. And I'm like, well, that sucks. So, and he, he wouldn't gobble at me. I mean, I called, you know, tree yelps, everything before, you know, right at sunrise, you know, first light, you know, just kind of 
I always try to treat you know tree up a little bit on a slate. Yeah. Sunrise, just kind of let them kind know of, I'm there, whatever. Yeah. Wake the woods up a little bit. Get a little yeah. bit of a head start somehow. Yeah, just Sometimes they need it. Exactly. Yeah. And nothing. And when it gobbled, I was like, man, that thing's already on the ground. Holy crap, I messed up. And so I sat there, and next thing I see is I see, see him fly down. He's like 150 yards from me, hits the ground. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This dude's going to come in perfect, no big deal. It's early enough. I got a Jake out. His ends aren't going to be hot, you know, whatever. About 10 minutes later, he comes over about 100 yards from me, and I'm like, all right, we're good. Then Hen flies down. She hits the ground, and, dude, he beelines it for us. I mean, I'm sitting here, and it's it's the worst thing in turkey hunting is when you're that far away, you can't shoot, and they're just strutting up a storm. He hit the ground and never gobbled again. Wouldn't answer me, nothing. That hen took him back over to that farm. So what actually happened was when I walked in that morning, I walked right under it. I had no idea. And I, I try to always look up, you know, when I'm walking in, but it was dark enough that I couldn't see. There wasn't, you know, wasn't any shadows or anything at that yeah, point. Yeah. So it didn't do any good. So <clears throat> I, I guess he couldn't make out what I was. It was dark enough. It didn't really matter. And this is the, this is the first year. We uh, deer hunted it last year, but this yeah, is the first, first year turkey hunting. Like, yeah. like you said, you went in blind, so we had no idea. Well, you know, didn't know where they roosted. Like, you know, don't know where they traveled yeah, during the yeah, day. Yeah, we have you know, no nothing, idea nothing. what these turkeys are doing. I mean, we we've seen. I don't know how many turkeys we've seen during deer season, but we're like, there's still a few. Yeah, we don't out here. We'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah. nothing. You if know, there's, if there's twenty hens, there's got to be something with a beard exactly, somewhere yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, and so I sat there and I'm like, this is gonna, and it was on a Sunday and and. I was like, I'm going to be, I had, my daughter had something to do, so I had to be out by 10, and I was like, this is going to suck. I'm going to get here, and he's going to be coming this way when I'm walking out at 10 o'clock, and whatever. So I sat there, and then all of a sudden, I look up, just see moving out of the corner of my eye, and he comes back, and I didn't see the hen, so he, that hen must, next thing I know is that hen is basically like, she's running from him. He pestered the snot out of her, and oh, she yeah. didn't have none of it. Like, she ain't ready at all. And I yelped at him as he come out of the woods into the field. And, dude, he did, I mean, he literally just stopped and looked over at me. And me personally, I've never seen a turkey do this. I don't know what you'd call it, but it looked like a hen trying to strut when they, you know, poke their tail, pull their tail up, and it never fans out. Yeah. Like, I guess it's like a, like a, like a semi-strut. I, I mean. It wasn't even like a half strut or a quarter strut. I mean, it was like 16th. Like, he literally just picked his tail up. Was he a young bird? So, like, did he not I mean, he was like a two-year-old bird. Strut? No, he was a two. I mean, he was a mature bird. He had, you know, three-quarter. Like one, uh, both, bird, both birds were three-quarter. Yeah. He had a 10-inch beard. I mean, he wasn't a young bird. It was just really weird. And he fanned out twice when he come out of the woods. Then when he started answering my calls, or when he started paying attention to my calls, he never actually gobbled back at me. Yeah. Dude beelined it right to that decoy when my, I had a hen and a jake set up. Beelined it right to me and shot that one. I think you sent me a video of that one, too, so I'll I'll post that on the Outdoor Rock this week. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was wild. I've never seen one do that. I mean, I've seen a lot, of, you know, a lot of weird stuff. In the video, you can see your truck yeah. in the background. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can literally see your truck in the background. Like, it was you was – how far was you from your truck? If it was 200 yards, man, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was say, 200 or less. In the like, video. And videos are, like, very hard to. You know, your depth perception is thrown yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't far. So, no, yeah. The, that farm's a big rectangle. It's 100, 100 acres. And I started on the front because I didn't want to get all the way to the back. Yeah. And then have to 
walk all the way to the front through open field. So I was like, you know, I would rather start at the front and know where I'm at and where I can go. Oh, yeah. You know, then come to the front, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, you can see my truck in the video. Like, Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, there's was, the truck on the left corner yeah. and then the birds, like, strutting mid, like, center photo, center was, video. They were roosted 50 yards from a main road. See, that's crazy because there's no – then there's – if you actually go in there and count the, like, mature – mature trees, <laughs> there's – there's nothing There's in not there. Much. No, no. I mean, it's like no, the all biggest. All the mature stuff's in the back. Yeah, yeah. Like the biggest tree limb in there is like the size of like a beer can. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised it could hold it. I was surprised. But yeah, I killed that one. That's pretty cool. Then I went over to a friend of ours farm. He, I was talking to him and asked him, if, you know, if he'd been hunting any. And he's like, no, nah, man, just go over there. He told me where he'd seen them. And I was like, all right. Friday before work, I was like, I'll, I'll get up. So. This year has been the, the year of, of blind hunts, and uh, so I go in, and, you know, you and I discussed it. We got on, and also, like I said earlier, I'm cheap. I won't buy Onyx. <laughs> I, you know, Google Maps. It's a good and, app. It's a good app. Maybe like Spartan Forge, Spartan Forge, because uh, Bo Martonic on his podcast, he he uh, he helps Spartan Forge out, and Spartan, Spartan Forge is like, it's actually really in-depth. It's really cool, too, so... But I'm cheap. I use Google Maps and being yeah. property viewer. I'm good. But I, I get, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I'm cheap, man. It works. I'm, but, hell, it's worked. So, I mean, I mean I've killed. Don't you know, change it. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, I get over there and get out way before. Like, I got there early that morning. I was like, I need to be. Because it's, it's a big farm, big cattle farm. And yeah. uh, they do hay. So, it's a lot of open. The backside of it's all woods and a lot of open field in the front part of it. So, I was like, I need to be, you know walking in way before daylight so I can and you and I like I said we discussed it and he's like let's walk down this fence row right over here and you know you'll be able to conceal your you know I'll be able to conceal myself yeah. as I'm walking yeah. in and there, there was multiple pinch points right there yeah. where you could access and different parts the bad thing is is you know people don't you don't think about topo like on a cattle yeah. farm like I didn't think much about it yeah. so I get walking out through there and it looked big dip and you know it looked like on on the maps that the trees were on my property line of the fence yeah well all the trees were on the other side of the fence so i'm like i'm good i'm like this is this this sucks i'm gonna have to sit up against a barbed wire fence and t-post i'm like this is lay down on this bird this is not gonna work and i'm like so i just kept walking i jumped two deer scared the crap out of me oh yeah worst thing in the world two deer take off like a fat out of hell yeah like and you just put your gun up you're like oh god but i walked down the fence road and i'm like this is not gonna work but on this on this ridge to my right, there's a you know very sparse trees with some patches of hardwoods, and I'm like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk down there, I'm gonna listen for this, listen to see if there's anything bothering. So I sat there a little bit. Sun comes up, I hear him hear him gobble. He's like, it, it's where I'm hunting at. It's right on a, a big ridge, and then off the backside it drops down to an old quarry, and I didn't realize that. I didn't pay much attention to it on maps and. That bird was down in a big, a big holler, and it sounded like he was further away than what he actually mm. was. And that, you know, that's what's hard about hunting, you know, big ridges and big hollers. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm looking at this, and I pull my phone. And I'm like, I need to be over here. He's gonna fly down in this field, and I need to be here and do this. And I'm like, there's a patch of woods here. So I start walking, and there's a pond in the bottom of a massive holler. And I'm like, great. 
So I haul off and just like grab all my stuff, my decoys, and here I go. And I walk up there and I'm like, yeah, this will work, whatever. You know, if I get busted, I'll know next time. So I set up and set my decoy up, and it is just enough light that you can see shadows. Like it, yeah. it's, the sun hadn't come up yet, but you know what I'm kind talking like, about. Like, like silhouettes, like if you look at the top like twilight, of the trees. twilight, but yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, get my decoy set up, and I mean, literally, these trees are just trees, and then it's pasture. Like there's no, you know, there's no briars, there's no, there's nothing to cover you. And there's a big old dead stump, about the size a little bit smaller than a coffee table. And I'm like, man, if that thing's not that heavy, I can roll that in front of me to at least have some sort of cover to break me up so I'm not sitting out in the middle of a pasture field. <laughs> just I'm just going like to roll idiot. this 80-year-old log over. <laughs> and, I, dude, it worked. I, I rolled this thing over, and I'm, you know, I'm rolling it, and I'm like, God, I need to be quiet, and this thing's popping and cracking. And I'm like, <laughs> there's no way and you know where that this turkey is going to be like, hey, that, that's not a hunt. That's a hunter over there. That's, yeah. I'm not going there. Yeah. So I set up, and I get settled in, you know, get my vest out, get the seat down. I'm sitting there just kind of scanning the field, enjoying the ambiance of the morning. And I look out. I look over to my right, and there is a chicken running across this wide open field. A what? A chicken. And I'm like, a chicken. That's what I thought. And I'm like, why oh. is there a chicken? We don't this, have chickens. Where did this guy come from? Where is the rest of his flock? This is really weird. <laughs> this chicken's in BFE right now. <laughs> I've, I've never seen this. And it gets about 40 yards. And the, the, what, the reason I thought it was the chicken is it was running straight at me. And it was just kind of, you know, how they bob oh, when yeah. they run, yeah. like how a turkey runs, but a chicken. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, how do I get in this these predicaments? Like this know, is like I'm getting ready to blast this chicken right here. Like this if that chicken's got a beard, <laughs> I'm shooting it, okay? Because I'm pretty sure that's not illegal. Those are domestics. I, I need you know, whatever. So I'm sitting there. It's about forty yards out, dude, and it turns sideways. It's a freaking coyote. I swear on my life. To a coyote. I swear. I swear. It's the craziest thing. It was head was so big and it had the mange. It had no hair on one side of it. That's nasty. It was so <laughs> gross. It was so gross. And I'm like, you what? what Massachusetts. I mean, how, oh, that's a cow. how many times you've been sitting in a deer stand? It's a foggy morning and you stared at a limb for an hour and thought, that's a deer. That's a deer. Oh, yeah. Same difference, okay? So don't quote too much, folks. Yeah, but I've never thought of a log or something was a chicken and then it turned out to be a, a chicken eater. Hey, it is what it is, okay? Your mind plays tricks on you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does. It does. I mean, dude, I'm t- and I'm telling you, too, if you don't spend enough time out in the woods to realize that the lighting will is, play, yes. And it's so much worse when you're in an open field. Oh, yeah. When you're in an open field, it, it there's no nothing to cast shadows. There's nothing, you know, there's, there's nothing. Like when you're in the hardwoods. And you get that clear night, you know, or a clear early morning where the moon's been full or whatever, and you can just get those yeah. shadows. You don't have that in the field. I was in the shadows. It was in the wide open, so there was nothing for it to cast a shadow off of, and I couldn't see it. I, can, I, I mean, I, I guess I could understand that because, I mean, a coyote. It was young, dude. It was a juvenile. Not, if he's not wide open running at you. And he was doing that low. Kinda, yeah, you know how they kind of. He's got that bob. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, it looked like a chicken waddling across the field, you know. Hey, and then when it turns sideways, I'm like, that dude, that, dog, that dog's got the mange. That's that dude's dog. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. Now what do I do? So I'm just sitting here, and I've not even got my gun up. And I'm like, I don't want to shoot a coyote, like, before daylight turkey hunting. 
Like, there's turkeys here. I don't want to yeah, shoot it. Yeah, you kind of want to hear. At least when I hear the bird. Yeah, like if, if you hear a bird gobble before you've seen the chicken dog. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to shoot. Yeah, but, and I was like, well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah. So I, I sat there, and it got within 20 or 30 yards of me, and I was like, you're a little too close for nah, comfort, yeah. bro. Okay. I'm, you get it. You, you take about two more steps, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to shoot you with a thirteen dollars TSS, and I don't really want to. So I'm gonna be real mad. Yeah, yeah. Cause and he saw me. You know how deer. If you ever hunt. If you ever been hunting on the ground, how uh, you know an old doe will come in and sneak up on you, and they've got that limb and their vision between you and them, and they do the bob, oh, yeah. and they try to look above and below the limb, yeah. and yeah, it's like they're they're, they're trying, trying to figure get out what you, you want. Move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That gum coyote did that. Well, I've never seen a coyote do that. Like, usually when they see something, they don't know what it is. You gone. Yeah, they're gone. They're out. Dude, he did the bob and weave on me, and he's like looking at me, and I'm like, uh, "Do I shoot? Do I, do I wait for you to like start, get my feet? Like, what do I do? Fingers start dancing and you like, blast that chicken dog. Turn on some music here. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and thankfully, he was like, "Yeah, I don't want no part of that." And he took off and ran off. So. About 30 minutes later, that tom gobbled again. And I'm like, oh, crap. He was actually between where I was when I first started the morning out and where I am now. Yeah. Which wasn't terrible. It's just not where I really wanted him to be. But it worked out. The hens flew down, and, dude, they come right to my decoy. I mean, within five yards of my decoy. I'm like, dude, this is perfect. Perfect. They're going to sit here. I can get them aggravated. And they were you know, putting and clucking around, and, you know, I was doing, you know, when I first started turkey hunting, people were always like, you know, best thing to do when you're turkey hunting is if the hens are making noise, copy them. You can't mess up. You can do what they're doing, you're not going to run them off. So I just, well, I had this hen so mad, dude, she ran over the hill, come back over the hill. And then finally that tom stopped gobbling. He gobbled about five times on the roost, and he hit the ground. I knew he hit the ground because he stopped gobbling. And I was like, this is super weird. And, uh, Something caught my eye, and like I said, this is a cattle farm, so they've got bull fence on the back of this. And it, I mean, it wasn't just a barbed wire fence, it was a bull fence. And this, this bird got to this fence and just started pacing like a tiger. You know, like you've seen a tiger in a zoo, and oh, they yeah. get up next to the, and they just pace. Like Tom did? Did. Yeah. did? Yeah. I didn't know it was a Tom for a little while. And I'm like, this, this bird is... You're like, something. I know this ain't a chicken. This is actually this, this a is actually here. This is actually a turkey. Yeah, you can tell. I can see him. But he paced in about a five-yard yeah. spot back and forth in front of this, you know, behind this fence. And it was like, there's a fence here. What do I do? Yeah. Like, we're just, the it's hens like, are over there. It's like they I'm go from, from pole to pole mm-hmm. in the same spot. And they're like, man, how do I get through this? Like, they forgot they got wings. I, yeah. I mean, a deer can jump a 10-foot fence, well, but a yeah. turkey can't go through a three-strand barbed wire fence yeah and i mean he's like and i'm like this thing's an idiot like what is that that can't be a tom 10 minutes later he comes strutting up the hill you know just blowed up and i'm like oh damn here we go dude them hens had had enough of me and they took off and they went right over the top of the point and i'm sitting there and i'm like i gotta go to work well i like i'll go you know turkey hunt before work oh yeah sometimes when i got extra you know got extra time and I try to always be at work by eight o'clock, and uh, and it's like six forty-five at this point, six fifty. I'm like, okay. So I sat there till about seven, and this bird quit, just stopped. No more gobbling. Done. How many hens you have with him? We're probably we're probably seven or eight. Seven or eight hens. And that he was the only tom that I saw. Yeah. Which was odd. 
So I'm like, I got two options. I'm going to have to go to work a little bit, or I'm going to sit here till 10 o'clock, and then I'm going to get chewed out for being late. No. So I was like, all right. I don't like to to reap a turkey on a farm that I've never been on because it's a good way to get shot. But I knew that's like the best way to get shot. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew that where I was to where I was going and what was behind me that somebody would have had to cross a a huge creek and climb a ridge that most people are not going to climb. Yeah. If you're if you're definitely going to reap a turkey, you best be making sure you know where you're at. Yeah. Property property boundaries. You know where if if someone was hunting on the backside of you, you know. Kind of. I mean, obviously, turkey hunting, a bird gobbles. You know, someone's going to be within 100 to 200 yards of them. Yeah. But, yeah, just be smart whenever you, whenever you guys reap turkeys, if you do reap turkeys. I've done it before. Don't know well, if it does it together. Yeah. I mean, it works. It's great when but, it works. I mean, it yeah. is, it's a 50-50 shot. They're either going to come to it or they're going to run yeah. away from it, yeah. one or the other. If you get in that bubble of a long beard, they're, yeah, 90, 99% of the time, 100% of the time it works. Yeah. yeah, so I take off, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a really long crawl. I mean, if you've never reaped one and you've had to crawl a long way, like you've never – you've not lived because you're trying to stay behind your decoys. Oh, and, yeah. It's and I've got one of those Mon- Montana Reaper decoys, so it's just, you know, pop out. Is like that that one that me and you shot that one bird, and I cut that little screen <laughs> cut out the of screen it? it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you can't see crap through that screen. No, it's miserable. Yeah. Miserable. So I'm trying to stay behind it trying to carry my gun, trying to crawl through this field and not, you know, jump these turkeys oh, yeah. and spook them. And I do all this flying because they moved over the point and it drops straight down on that ridge going down to that quarry. And I'm like, this is – my biggest fear was that the hens had split up because they, they had split up. Yeah. Several, like four of them went with the tom and like three of them went off by themselves. And I'm like, man, these, these hens are going to bust me. I'm like, this, this is going to suck. So I'm, you know, looking to my right, looking back towards Tom, looking to my right. And I can't see him. I don't know that I can't see him, so I'm just guessing yeah, where I'm yeah, at. So, and I'm crawling, hands and knees, through the, this field and get up to the point. And by that, by the time it took me to crawl that far, and I didn't know how far it was. I just knew it was a long way. Yeah. And I get up to the top of the point and look over, and they're not over the ridge standing in the field. And I'm like, well, where'd they go? And so I swing around to my left, and there's two pallets of crab orchard stone just randomly sitting in the middle of this cow pasture. And I'm like, that works out awesome. I've got a blind. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I try to stand up as far as I can without not looking like a turkey and look through this, you know, <laughs> two-inch <laughs> tall by four-inch wide screen hole. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, look like an idiot. I wish I wish I had somebody had a video of it from behind oh, me, you know. Yeah. And I'm like looking over it and I'm like, oh, there they are. So I crawl up to these pallet of rocks and I got no option. Like I'm 10, 15 yards from this bird. And as I'm headed over there, these two hens pop up to my right. And I'm like, oh no, what do I do now? So I'm like, I've got to turn to kind of shield my body a little bit that I still look like a turkey. Yeah. And they're within 15 yards of me. And just, you know, they're, you know, how you get that like thousand yard stare from a hen when they turn their head sideways and like they're just. Did you not tell them, like, I tried. They didn't listen. They don't don't listen good. They never do. They never listen. They don't ever do what you want. (laughs) No. And I'm like, 
I'm like, geez, what do I do now? So I'm like standing here stuck between these the bird I want to kill and the two birds I can't kill. Oh, yeah. That I will really want to shoot right now because oh, it's ab- pissing me off. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm stuck standing in the middle of it, knelt down in the middle of this cow pasture. It's always the hens. Like, always. Always the hens. And finally, they just meander off and go over the break of the hill and they can't see me. So I start crawling and I'm like, I've got to make this quick. This is going to have to be quick because when I, once I get over here to these two pallets of rock, I'm going to have to get between them, stick my gun barrel out in between these two pallets of rock and shoot. And, I, you know, back in my head, I'm still thinking, God, I hope my gun's on. Like, I don't, hope we don't have a repeat of... And it, it sits in your head. Yeah. You, you probably still think of it. Like, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I oh, yeah. that on. I put my turkey gun even on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I get over there and I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Stick, I lean out, stick that gun barrel between them two pallets of rock. And I'm like, and the last thing I remember before I pulled the trigger, I was like, this is going to hurt my ears right off the middle in between these two pallets of rock. Oh, that's... And I was like, too late now. I made it this far. Boom. And I rolled that sucker, dude. He flipped about three times down this hill. How far out was he? Probably 15 yards, 20 yards tops. Dadgum. Is that close? Yeah. And th- dude, they saw me with my, my Reaper decoy, like, and he didn't care. He didn't care that I – and I had my Jake decoy with me. Yeah. He didn't care that I had that Jake with that hen. Didn't bother him a bit. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, th- that's the thing, but the hens had moved away, so they, you know, I don't know if, if yeah, that pulled him, you know, because he knew they yeah. weren't interested. Hens or, had some sort of influence on him or something. Right, and and then he didn't care when he saw that, and that that uh, Montana decoy is a full strutter. I mean, it's a full strut. It's Tom. Yeah, I don't know if you can get much bigger than that thing. No, it's huge. Yeah, and couldn't have cared less, dude. Paid no attention. I got behind and I pulled the trigger, and dude, it was so loud. Huh? I rolled him, jumped up. Dude, he had a. Had a ten and a half inch beard and yep. like three quarter inch spurs. That's pretty good bird. So I mean, he was, he was, he's still a young bird. But then again, it was such a crazy turkey season that I didn't care. After last season, killing a bird the day before the season ended, and it wasn't a, you yeah, know, a monster. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't care if I had a nine inch beard, I'd have shot it. Yeah, and it's you may go back next year and you may hear eight birds because all the birds all over the state were even all over the state and Midwest, we've done our research and stuff like that. It was like, it was uh, Jake on the hunting public that it was just cold like throughout the entire nation. Yeah. So the birds wasn't gobbling they as much hot. as like, yeah, they yeah, normally it was, it was are. A really, really weird season. So, I mean, you may you may go back next year and make your eight. Oh, yeah. Ten, a dozen or something. I'll pick that thing up and, and you know, your dad made me, made me that turkey stringer. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Do you like that thing? I love that thing. it. It's actually really comfortable. It's it? awesome. Yeah. That is the sweetest thing if you've got to walk a pretty good distance to keep from, you know, because everybody, you know, grab a hold of their legs and throw them over your shoulder and your shoulder goes numb. Yeah. Dude, with that thing, strap it on, you know, above the spurs, throw it over your shoulder like a, yeah. know, like, say, like a purse. Yeah. And just but carry hey, that, dude. Dude, you're carrying the most manliest purse out of the 100%. woods at that point. Yeah. That's right. Judge me all day. <laughs> I picked him up and I got back to the pallet of rocks and I'm like, I'm going to step this off and just see how far I crawl from my tree to where I killed this dude. Roughly 200 yards. He said that was after the chicken dog ran up. What? How, how tall is the grass? Uh, that was still third week in the season. So, so the old chicken <laughs> dog. Third, third week of season. So it was probably just ankle high. Is it, was, was there dew on the ground? Oh, it was drenched. 
Could you like see your your like snail trail at from that where you point, crawled? No, at that point I couldn't. <laughs> oh, you, couldn't. you could have when I it started. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, I was drenched, and it was cool. It wasn't warm at all. Oh, wow. And I was like, it didn't like, get warm until like the second to last weekend or something. Yeah, because I'm I'm right handed. Yeah. And I was holding my gun with my right hand and holding yeah. that decoy with my left. My left or my right hand was numb. It was oh, so cold, numb. drenched with all that dew. And well, I think I remember that morning because you showed back up to the office. I was wet from my knees to my ankles. It was. I think I. I think I honestly showed up late, but that was you know. Because that your daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot she was less than a year old at that time, so <laughs> it was. It was a night age you didn't sleep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, she was. What is it? Eleven months, almost a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember you showed up at work, and uh, I showed up late. And I was like, so did you get anything? And you're like, yep. And I got soaked. I was like, yeah, you got to love those early morning uh, hunts when the dew's on the ground. And, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, and I was wearing muck boots. I had muck boots on. And it was so much dew that it soaked it through was, from yeah. my knees down <laughs> yeah. to my yeah. ankles. My socks were wet inside my boots. I was like, this is miserable. Oh, yeah. Why yeah, did I do this? It sucks. But then again, it goes back to carrying out the most manliest perch of the That's woods. Right. And you're like, I don't. I, I, was perfect. I'd rather be completely. I'd swim through the creek to shoot a goblin. I mean, my ultimate, honestly, my ultimate trophy for turkey hunting is a multi-bearded turkey. Now, I don't care if it was. You know, a one and a half beard. I don't care. I, I, that's like yeah. the thing. And a bearded hen. That's what I want to kill. Yeah. Really bad. Oh, I'd, I'd love to punch up a, a bearded hen tag. But working a bird with a reaper decoy is probably the one of the best trophies ever. It's because, like you actually, you work hard for that. I mean, because let's face it. Yeah. Most of the time you turkey hunt and you're hunting open field or whatever, you don't have to work that hard. You mostly sit down. You know where they are, unless you're hunting hardwoods, or you know, hunting a uh, you know public land like core land on a lake yeah. or a river or something. You know, yeah, you're working hard there. But when you work a bird with a reaper decoy, I don't care if you've got to crawl ten yards or two hundred. You the rush that you get from knowing that you're fooling that turkey into thinking you're another turkey, oh, and then yeah. you just shoot it. And a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, and you just. Shoot I mean, that's it. literally what it is. You get to where you need to be, poke your gun barrel out from under it, and shoot. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of people do bash reaping because they're they're like, oh man, that's cheating. Well, I mean, yeah, but if you have to crawl four hundred yards, like that one day, me, you, and Benjamin, <laughs> dude, we crawled through that mud field. Yeah, they just disked it. Yeah, I remember we stood up and it. We had like three inches of mud on our chest. That was awful. Just to get within 50 yards of and a turkey. And then Ben wouldn't shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Ben will be on this, too, and I'm going to grill him on that Wear one. Wear him out. So if he ever Please. listens to this one right here, Ben, you best be prepared. Yeah, because you're going to get a chewing on this podcast. Well, Brett, speaking, that was, speaking of chewing on podcasts. Where are you going with this? What's that? Just, just so all of your listeners know, if Seth ever takes you home. No. <laughs> he, don't let him bring his gun, okay? Because he'll tell you, hey, man, it's your turn to kill one. I'm going to let you shoot the first bird today. You go, you go ahead and shoot this one. You I've go ahead and shoot this one. And, and he'll, he'll, he's a hell of a guy. I'll just tell you. Seth is, you're one hell of a turkey guy, no doubt. Ain't nobody will work harder for you. But listen, 
when he says when that bird crosses that log, you shoot it, you better shoot it 20 steps before it crosses the log because he will <laughs> shoot that bird as it jumps on top of the log and miss and shoot two more times when it's flying and it will fall in your boat. And then he will look at you and say, here, hold my gun. I have to go get this turkey. And you're still sitting there looking around like, what just happened? I was still waiting to shoot when I was told to shoot. Dude, in my defense, when that bird jumped up on that log, all I seen was a beard. And I, that was pretty offensive. Mm-hmm. And that was it. He stepped off of it, and I was like, I'm, this I'm, thing I'm is I'm so threat. upset that that bird offended you so bad. This turkey's in my bubble. I don't like nothing to be in my bubble. I want to be in everything else's bubble, hunting yeah. wise. Well, yeah, and and just so just so you guys know, if you hunt with Seth, he's lefty. So you need to put him. If you're right-handed, you need to put him <laughs> on your left side. If I the bird's that. coming from your right, because he will outshoot you. You can't come across your body as a right-handed <laughs> shooter and shoot a bird coming to the from the right. It don't work that way. I will strategically place you to where I can shoot everything. At his in advantage. front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're if somehow if you're looking straight forward down your gun barrel, I will find a way to shoot to the left of your gun barrel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I literally I'll had to, after being told, now, now mind you, the year before that, we hunted hard, and I'm like, look, look, dude, you took me. I'll do the calling, whatever, and I'll, I'll hunt with you. And we climbed this freaking mountain, and I'm talking like, when Dude, I say climb the mountain, it was we should have had like rappelling gear or something. We climbed up a three mountain. foot bluff, and I had to push Seth up, and then he had to pull me up. And I get up there, and this bird would not answer his call, and I'm like, "Hey, let me try my call." And I got to give a shout out. I'm a Woodhaven man. Yeah, I was gonna I say it was a Woodhaven ninja. Viper. Ninja oh, Viper was, was it a ninja? The Viper? black and green ninja Viper. It actually it sounded really good. Dude, I started cutting. And yelping yeah. on that sucker, and dude, he hit that. And it, Seth had called like five times. Yeah, yeah, I called. I don't know. Yeah, and and it didn't wouldn't answer. And I mean, no. I'm talking. It almost didn't leave the sound. Didn't leave my mouth. And that sucker hit. And Seth plopped down. He's like, keep going. So that Actually was we got before. that one on video too. We did. Yeah, yeah, I got that one on video. But before that, we were sitting on the boat. I'm not going to tell you guys where we were exactly, but we were sitting on the boat. And I looked at Tyler. I was like, Hey, grab one of them calls and let one rip out right here because. Nothing was answering me that entire morning. I have no idea. Nothing was answering me Mm-mm. that entire morning. But the weekend before, me and my brother went, and we had we had 30 birds. Oh, there was everyone. Just, just hammering on them. I told Tyler, I was like, well, just, just get this call out here. It was, it was one of your Woodhavens, wasn't it? it was one of your no, I think I pulled my slate out. Cause we, were, we, were, we, were sitting, we were just sitting there chilling. I pulled my slate out. No, it was a mouth call. It was, a, it was, was it a mouth yeah, call? Yeah, it was a little mouth call. You pulled that thing out and went, whoop. And we're like, oh, oh yeah. it floats, don't it? And that thing just, <laughs> it just looked like. I like a piece of paper falling through the air. Just yeah. Right down through the water. And Tyler goes, it didn't float. <laughs> I, was like, no, I was like, nope. We're, that's at the bottom of the water now. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I, I don't know if we heard any birds when we were gone. Five. Did we you hear five yes. this morning? There was one on that front ridge and four down the back of that big holler. Oh, and there was. And, and we tried on that. That first that. bird because it was yeah. the first one we came to. Yeah. Maybe not the easiest bird, but he was the closest to us. So we take off and repelling gear would have been great to have at this point. But yeah. we climbed up that thing and long story short, you shot him and I'm like, I'll carry this dude down. You're not carrying this bird out. You worked hard and 
whatever, we get back to that bluff and you looked, I'll never forget, you looked at me and you said, what do we do now? And I looked down there and the boat's about, what, 100 yards from us? And we're like straight up. I was going to say, yeah, 100 yards straight down. Yeah. I'm like, we're just going to kick this turkey off this ledge and let her roll down to the boat. <laughs> you remember yeah. that? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I mean, it's going to be the easiest route down. Yeah. There ain't nothing we can do about it. I kicked it. that bird off. If you remember the noise it made. Oh, he was chirping. Was bah, 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 bah. Every time he flipped yeah. over, dude. Every, I was like, every we time were... he hit the ground, it was just. <laughs> oh, we were laughing so hard in bed. This was at like what, 6.45 in the morning? Dude, it was early. It was early. That bird, we heard that bird. He flew down. Before? I mean, it was. Like a, yeah. 20 minutes, we were on him. Yeah. It was, it was already over. So yeah, well that's and then that brings us to the next year when Seth says, "All right, you 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 called that bird in for me. I'm gonna call this one in for you. You get first shot." Yeah, I, I got I got hoodooed. I had to carry my gun and your gun through the woods to the boat, and you're standing there like somebody just whipped your newborn puppy, and you're oh, like, yeah. "No, I'm, I'm sorry." I felt bad. And then you remember the rest of that day? No. No, because I was on cloud nine, but no. What? Yeah, we chased, what? <laughs> we chased Houdini for three hours. Houdini? Which one was Houdini? Yeah, Houdini is, is on the, uh, what do we call that island? I don't know, but it's that bird I could never kill. It was that little itty-bitty island. Uh, yeah, three hours worth of climbing yeah. up and down, and I'm like, I'm done. And Yeah. I'm done. He just worked around it. In circles. Yeah. So, yeah, don't go, moral story, don't hunt with Seth when he has a gun. He's gonna guide you. Don't let him bring his gun. I will kill him. <laughs> no, I, I felt I felt really bad. I felt really bad at that part. But uh, and I still make sure he knows it. Oh yeah, yeah. He reminds. I me. love it. He reminds me every every time we start talking about turkey hunting or something like that up at the office. He he, he reminds me that. Hey. Uh, but you know, honestly, those make some of the best stories. And I, honestly, some of my best turkey oh, hunting does. stories are with you. I mean. How many people you know almost got attacked by a mama bear with three cubs turkey hunting? Yeah, that was that was pretty sketchy too. That was wild. Yeah, when she when she slapped them jaws, I was like, I mean, I was on the phone. Self defense. I was like, I'm about to have a bear rug here with holes everywhere. all in it. Yeah, I was and, like, and it was we we didn't have our you know pistols because one of us had our sidearm. I didn't have my knife. You didn't have your knife. No, all I had was three three turkey shells. Three three and a half. And I, I guarantee you that that sow weighed what two fifty. That was a big bear. She was a, she was a she was a big bear, and them cubs were fresh, dude. They'd been lucky yeah, if they, they weighed were. more than twenty pounds. Oh yeah, I, I mean I at that dude, I'd have felt bad, but uh, yeah, but I mean, I, like, I'm not yeah, I'm not gonna be eaten alive. That was that yeah. was interesting. Yeah, and that's it's it's wild the things that happen in spring because everything everything comes back to life. Oh yeah! During spring, you know, I mean, you know, the, the bear. Obviously, the bears are out. We had that. Uh, even, even the. I mean, pigs breed like every two minutes. I feel yeah. like so. We have yet to run into any I, pigs. I know, but now me and some buddies went about six years ago and didn't see the first turkey and had two monster hogs come at him and they shot at him. Yeah, I mean, that's, a big one. That's sketchy. Now, me and Lauren have had. We've actually been turkey hunting. And have had uh, guys on our on our lease shoot pigs. Like oh yeah. We're walking down the field, 
and we got birds gobbling everywhere, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 it was shotguns. I mean, you could definitely hear shotguns. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it turned into, ba 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 Oh, that ain't no shotgun. That was a pistol. That was a Smith & Wesson. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and they just they just lit, I think, like nine I think millimeters. 380-something pounds. It was just a, it was a big old boy. It had, like, four-inch cutters on them. But it was, I mean, it's it's wild, man, and up there, I mean, we've had bears and all that stuff. And then tomorrow, tomorrow we're going up, me, you, Joey, and my grandpa, and we're going to do some, we're going to do some uh, food plot management, bush hogging, disking, kind of breaking up the earth a little bit. With our 1970s model Ford 2000 tractor. Yeah, we got a starter with some, some starting fluid, some ether there to give her some life. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, I've talked about about my grandpa a lot, and my grandpa was a good man, and he he did a lot for me being where I'm at in the outdoors, and and uh, it's really cool. When I was a kid, you know, they lived not far from the cabin, and he would take me up, yep. and we would bush hog, and you know, I'm I'm talking like. Seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Me and him go oh, up yeah. there all day. Oh yeah. And, you know, take a can of beanie weenies and some sardines and yeah. some crackers and whatever, and sit up there all day and, and bush hog with this same tractor. And it's 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 a pride thing for me, and you know, something super cool now that my granddad's not alive anymore. And I'm like, I want that tractor to run. I want it to work. I want to oh, use yeah. it. And yeah. it's really neat that you know we got it. We got it working and you know know that it's going to work and yeah. it's pretty cool so i'm, Dude, I'm looking really it, forward to that it runs like a dream joey and you're going to hear it tomorrow what this old 1970 specimen runs like dude it runs it just sits there and purrs this it sounds really, it really good does. yeah it sounds like it, it like it hasn't hasn't missed a day in its life that's you know it's <laughs> my granddad was uh he was a he grew up in a different time and granddad knew how to save money and so everything that he touched if it didn't work he made it work is yeah yeah you know which is the cool thing because i mean me and you we wouldn't think of the ways that yeah that i mean we have everything at our fingertips everything i mean yeah we literally have everything at our fingertips like and they did you know he didn't he grew up in a time where you know i can remember him telling me stories of him having to go pick, pick back blackberries as a kid because they didn't have any food. And, and yeah. Verbatim what he said, son. We, he said, son, we didn't have food in the cupboard. I had to go pick blackberries for dinner. He said, you'll yeah. never understand poor until you have to go pick your own food to have yeah. something to eat for supper. And I'm like, you know, he's right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're spoiled. Oh, we are. We are. You know, that's a, for sure. That's a big thing, you know, for me about hunting is it's a way to be like, you know, I killed that. I harvested it. I'm eating it. And yeah. I eat. And reap the benefits yeah and you know i yeah. try to eat everything that i kill you know I, I really do i don't like to shoot stuff just you know just just shoot to, a trophy like, yeah yeah just i'm to, gonna eat it yeah like you know it's well like me i've never i've been i've been crow hunting one time and then dad told me one day he was like well how are you gonna fix crow I was like, I, don't, I don't know he's like well why'd you shoot him Exactly. Well, they're eating the farmer's crops. And he's like, well, you took another life. Are you going to you gonna eat that bird? Exactly. It's like, 
Man, yeah. I'm not really I'm not falling on crow here, but <laughs> I never had it. But you know, if I'm hungry, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you know, it's it's really neat getting to use that tractor tomorrow, and it's the first time that that we've had it back out in a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. It's so actually, we we worked our butts off this week getting that thing ready to go. I yeah, mean, yeah. And finally, fought, finally got her loaded up and ready to go. She's sitting on the trailer ready to freaking disc anything in her way. The headlights are a little crooked. The grill's a little bent and kicked in. And She's hit a tree or two. Oh, yeah, but runs like a dream. So so what's your what are your thoughts on once we get these, these obviously we're going to bush hog and disc and we're going to let everything die down for a couple of weeks and then we're going to come back in, we're going to spray it and do all that stuff and then plant. What's, I mean, what kind of what kind of stuff you want to throw in that food plot? What, what are you looking at here? You know, it's there's so much stuff out right now, and you watch so much, and you read so much, and you know, listen to other podcasts of what people plant, and this works the best, and th- you know, this works the best. And my big thing is, you know, my dad, my granddad, have always pretty much done their business and pretty much everything in life off the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Oh yeah. Plant what you know works. You know they're gonna eat clover. You know, they're going to get eat wheat. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, we're in, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It, there's not a lot going to grow. We're in a remote spot. You're, you know, reliant on Mother Nature to make sure you get the water you need. And you know that wheat and clover are going to grow yeah, pretty those, much. Yeah. Those unless are like it, your two you know, has, main factors. Yeah. Unless yeah. you have a literal solid month of drought, it's going to sprout. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to get a probably, you know, we I think we talked about that what last week about getting some Whitetail Institute, like throw and grow oh, yeah. clover and wheat. Um, I like the clover a lot. I like planting clover a lot with wheat because I didn't know this. I've got a really good friend that his dad works with a, a UT experiment farm, and he's a farmer. And, you know, people tend to plant winter wheat and then till it, you know, disc it back under. Well, winter wheat will actually, if you let it grow to a full head and don't cut it, those seeds will fall back down and it reseeds itself. Now, you've got to do a lot of extra work with that. You've got to spray your roundup oh, yeah. and you know, you've got to kill of, all your weeds yeah. and stuff Maintenance like that. Maintenance to it, yeah. But if you do it right and you've got the you know accessibility to get you know farm equipment there and whatnot, you can let that wheat head out. And when it dies and turns brown, you're your clover will come up. It takes a full year for your clover to actually get where it's producing a bloom and getting edible for a deer because I don't know that a lot of people know this, but a deer won't eat wheat once it gets over about four or five inches tall. They don't like it. They, they just, it's not sweet anymore because where all your nutrients go in a, you know, beans, corn, wheat, when it starts sprouting up, you know, starts growing so high, it starts sending all those nutrients to the purpose that it was made to grow towards that sprouted wheat at the top. It sends all the sweet to the, oh, yeah. to the seed, the wheat head, just like the beans. They won't eat, you know, you, you won't see a deer eat soybeans or green beans after it's produced a bean. Yeah. They don't like it. It's not sweet because the, the beans are growing. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you plan a, you know, if you don't plan on leaving your wheat, all year and let it grow all the way up then you need to mow it you need to cut it back down and get it 
short, so it starts regrowing. It's like it's just like grass; it'll start growing back after you you know cut it back and it keeps its sleep. Oh yeah, you know, and it, and and there, like I said earlier, you know, there's a lot of hardwood, so there's a lot of you know acorns. If oh, we yeah. have if we have a good a good year, there's a lot of acorns on the ground. So hunting over that food plot the first week of bow season is about all you've got. It's yeah yeah you're 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 kind of banking on like mid-season end of season whenever that that clover and that wheat is it's is full and hardy and big time and majority of the acorns are ate up by squirrels and hell pigs up there yeah and that's I mean, the, the thing. pigs just mow through that stuff up oh, there, yeah. the acorns you know people don't realize that a deer was god put them on earth to eat acorns that's their first choice oh yeah if I mean, you don't believe that a deer will pick an acorn over Corn, put put you some corn out oh, and put a camera over it. And yeah. I have, I can tell you without a doubt, I have watched them eat molasses or put out molasses corn and them go through 200 pounds of it and the acorns hit the ground and I have watched that molasses corn mold. Oh, yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. And so then once it molds, then, then, then you've got done. pigs in there. Exactly. And then the pigs are just running everything out of it because, I mean, they're, I, don't, I don't know if pigs are territorial or not, but... I just feel like the pigs, once pigs move in, they kind of just like. They take over. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, once you get your, your acorns and your mass your mass crops and stuff like that, human nature, it's everything's, that's where the focus is on the deer. Because, I mean, you could be literally sitting on a on an oak flat and you could hear the acorns dropping opening morning. You're going to probably see a deer or two. Yep. Something's going to mosey through there. They and the deer know. I mean, they live out there twenty four seven. They know when the things are dropping. They know when when this time is right and when that time is right yep. and when it's not. And they know that stuff. That food plot there, that is literally just there to keep deer. Because you know as well as I do, you can go to spotlight any field in the country after dark and. Whether there's acorns or not, those deer will go in of a night and browse around, going from their bed into their feeding areas. Oh yeah, and they'll pick through it, and that just gives them a reason to stay close. Yeah, you know, so you you know you've got to, and we've not done a really good job, in my opinion, of really getting up there. I mean, it takes us, it, it's sixteen miles from our either one of our houses. Yeah, to the cabin. Yeah, you've got to be up at three o'clock in the morning. To get up there in time to get in the stand, oh, if yeah. you don't go far, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if you don't go far, if you go further, you have you, to wake up like you know, two o'clock and leave. Yeah. You know, two thirty three at the latest. Yeah. You know, and majority of the speed limit to get there is like thirty. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> so it's not an easy place yeah. to, to hunt. So you've got to put in a lot of time. And, and the hard part about there is, you know, I've had growing up, it was really hard because we've owned that extended family property for I mean, before way before my dad was born he's 63 yeah and uh people always you know i say why don't you go up there to your cabin and hunt i'm like do you want to go up there and sit for two weeks and not see a deer hammer down it's just it's it's so it's so there's so much land it's so hard to hunt. where do you go you can't like that's the thing where do you set up or what do you do i mean because there's there's options everywhere you know they don't have to stay right there because that's the only food source they have yeah that's the thing and that's the hard part about hunting up there on the mountain is I've, I've out of all the times I've been there, I would say seeing a deer, period, buck, does, fawn, it doesn't matter. Seeing a deer there 
probably less than 20% of the times I've been. Less than 20% that have I actually yeah. seen a deer out of a tree stand. I think I've hunted there, I think, four or five times. How many deer have you seen? Three does. Uh, right. Three does. And, I mean, like, I'm not one of those guys that just go sit in a tree stand for, like, an hour or two. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that was all day. I didn't almost. see nothing. Yeah, I literally sat from, like, an hour before daylight because I'm sitting so, right next to a, a thicket. So, I'm like, okay, these things are going to come out of this thicket. Yeah. They didn't even come out of the thicket. They mm. came from the, the 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 widest, most open part of the hardwoods. Doesn't make any sense. And, like, the leaves are on. Like, it's open in day. I could watch them walk down a ridge through the leaves and through the limbs and walk 20 yards from me, and it was a doe and, and two little fawns. And I was like, I'm not going to shoot a um, – you know, I'm not going to shoot yeah. a doe with two little fawns. I mean, them fawns look like they could barely make it through October. Well, yeah. so they still tasted like milk. They still, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's just it's three deer in, like, six sits. So, I mean, what's that? That's, I mean, you're uh, less than 20% because – Hours know. on hours, yeah. And it's so hard, but when you yeah. see one up there – Chances of you seeing a 140-inch-plus, 150-inch-plus deer oh, yeah. are real high. Well, you know, what was that, 30 years ago? I they kept telling us about that 14-pointer that yeah. was walking, like, literally right in front of my cabin, and I hunted four different times in, what, a three-week span and yeah. never saw a deer. And, and I, yeah. I kept hearing these guys, there was a guy, like a company up there that, uh, we haul fuel to that were logging. They're like, oh, yeah, man, that 14 pointer's been running right back and forth in front of your cabin. Get up there and hunt. We never saw it until the last day we went hunting. Me and you hunted all day. Oh, yeah. All day almost. Yeah, I remember that. And, and we walked out, and I had to check something on the side by side. And the next thing I hear is, hey, shut up. There's a deer on the ridge over there, you know, what, 250 yards away? Is that the day that me and you went? Yeah. Yeah, we was right now on that side by side, and I, I seen a, a doe run across that hillside. And I think you was back behind me. Yeah. I just left the side by side running, and, and I'll I turn around. I'm like, "Where do you go?" Yeah, I, hell, I ran up the road a little bit to get on a tree, a steady shot, and I seen that doe run up the ridge, and I was like, "Man, she was she was running from something. She wasn't running from us. Yeah. But she was following the ridge coming to us, kind of yeah. in a way." And then back behind her, all I seen was just white antlers. I mean, 200 yards away, it was just white antlers, and I was like, "That deer was over over 150." I mean, there's and and we never saw him again. No, it happened. And it it always happens like that. You see a big buck, it's just like, Instantly, bam. Uh, like, you know. Yeah, like you could you could literally be watching a buck for twenty minutes, but it feels like five seconds. And well, I watched him top the ridge, run the side of the ridge for about sixty yards, and then back up over following that doe. And I mean, I'm not gonna take a unethical shot, shot and just yeah and just whip a bullet through the woods. But, I mean, he was moving, and all his, through my scope, all I could see was antlers. And I was like, dude, if you stop a neck or a front shoulder or something shooting that 270 short mag. I'm letting her fly. Yeah, yeah. From mid-rib forward, if I see something poke out from behind a tree, I'm going to reach out and touch you with it. But he never stopped. Never stopped, and that was yep. probably the biggest one I've seen up there. And, oh, yeah. and we weren't even hunting. We was on the way out. Yeah, we were done hunting. You just happened to be sitting there. and Yeah. You know, and up there, there's so much land that you're like, you better carry a gun with you, number one. A bear may pop out at any minute. Yeah. You know, or a pack of coyotes. Yeah. Or, or a freaking copperhead. Or oh. a tractor. <laughs> yeah. A wide earth over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's there's there's so much wildlife up there. And, and people always say, 
like up there, like, oh, well, they're, they're used to traffic. Well, there's not that much traffic once you get off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. And they're just, they're not used to that. So your scent is your number one up there. I mean, if, if you can, I guess, I guess you could go, go out smelling just like a Bojangles biscuit. But if you play the wind just right, they're, n- they're never going to smell you. No, and that's a, you know, that's something I have a lot of trouble with. Like, I do my best. I mean, we were hunting at the farm this year, you know, and I, I mean, I keep my clothes in a tote with, yeah. you know, yeah. na- that, what is it, Natural Earth uh, Hunter Specialty Wafers or whatever, and keep all my stuff in that and do all the things and wash and, you know, just short of using scentless toothpaste. Yeah. Try to be completely scent free. Yeah. You and know, without being a fanatic, in my opinion. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I was, the wind was in my favor. Yeah. And I spooked every deer. Like, I don't know. I must have had, I must have just fucking, and I, you know, I even wash all my clothes in UV light, you know, the UV protectant. Yeah. You know, dead down wind. And I think it just goes back to living on the plateau, the wind swirls. Every deer there, you know, I called you. You, I was hunting by myself that day and I called you and I was like, dude, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Every deer in the woods has busted me and the wind's not even blowing in their face. I had them from in front of me and behind me. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Like I said, man, if if the wind could pick and choose its cardinal direction and rename everything, it would be one giant northeast southwest word. Because the, the wind just never, sits there it, and just all the time. Yeah, there's only a couple of places that I've ever hunted here that I can guarantee you I can tell you exactly which way that when it says it's going to be coming out of the south, I promise you it'll come out of the south. Yeah, if it says it's coming out of the north. It's coming out of the north. Yeah, there's only two, one or two places, and you can two places. You can base that off of, of how how that land is laid out. So I mean, if yeah. it's coming from the south, I mean, you know, all the fingers and the ridges and stuff like that, the hollers and stuff. You can you can sort of base it off of that. Oh yeah. But like we said before, our luck, the biggest buck of our dreams would walk out right behind us downwind, and that's just that's part of it. I mean, you just break it down. It was the biggest buck ever killed up there at the cabin. A friend of mine. Literally kicked the front door of the cabin open, laid on the couch, fell asleep, woke up, and there was a twelve pointer standing in the front field, and he shot it. Yeah, see, that's. I mean, like, I don't know how many times I have. I've got that picture at my office. Yeah. Of him, and I don't know how many times I'm like, I'm just gonna sit in the cabin today. I'm just gonna sit in the cabin and use it as my blind. I've never seen a deer. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's my luck. So and that's so so that brings up the next thing. So if we're if we're hunting the wind and doing everything, you know. So when 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 two bucks are sitting there fighting, a mature buck is going to come downwind to get wind of whatever small well, yeah, buck. Yeah, for sure. So this deer season, I mean, would would it be a gamble? Would it be a risk to maybe like be like, you know what, I'm going balls out this year. I'm going to rattle. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to see if I can bring something up out of these out of these bottoms here, even if the wind isn't in your favor. I mean, I mean, you know, the thing is, is you got to get out there. You're not going to know till you till you're out there. You know, that's like uh, a friend of mine always says: as long as there's lead in the air, there's hope. I mean, that you, is, you I mean, that shoot is. it from the couch. You no, know, you I mean, I'm not going to shoot at something that I don't have a clear shot at. But you know, yeah, I think I think you know, you get in this where you've got to have the perfect shot. And you know, I've I've made the perfect shot on deer. I mean, that that ten pointer I killed. Yeah. I put the perfect shot on it, dude, with a 30 six. 
Remington 762 oh, yeah. pump at 50 yards. That thing right there was just full of adrenaline. Uh, it, I've never, ever seen or anything like that. I shot him square in the shoulder on purpose to keep him from running down oh, that yeah. big creek so I didn't have to drag him out. Yeah, and he, he, I think he dropped right there. He, he didn't get up. Yeah, he never and, took a step. And you called me because I, 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 I think that year I limited out on bucks and shot my two bucks. Yeah. And you were at home. And yeah, it was like 6.30 or 7 in the morning. You were like, hey, dude, I just shot a damn good buck. I need you. I need your help dragging. Yeah, you're like, what so time I, is uh, it? Yeah, I jumped in the truck and took off. Well, you called me again. You were like, hey, man, I just shot this deer again. I was like, okay, is he down? You are like, yeah, he ain't moving. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just, you know, 10 minutes down the road from you. I'll be there in a minute. Well, you called again. You are like, dude, the thing stuck his head back up, and he's trying to run away again. He was like, I shot him again. I was like, well, where did that one hit? He's like, I think I hit him in the ear because <laughs> he's moving. I did. That I remember you, shot. T- you, you used to tell me his head was just sitting there bobbing and weaving, and you was like, I'm just, I'm trying to put it on the neck because I've shot everywhere in the vitals. Nowhere else like, to shoot. Yeah, there's right nowhere. Shoot. What's left? Yeah. Did you shoot him in yeah. the guts? The I mean, vitals I are gone. You said, you said, I mean, the shoulder. I mean, I smoked him. You know, we got back to, we got back to your dad's and skinned that thing out, weighed him. Yeah, dude, that was the biggest. That deer. was that was the biggest deer I've ever seen. Two hundred nine pound on the hoof. Yeah, that was a monster deer. And Massive. And the lungs was absolutely obliterated, and the shoulder, top of the lung was gone. The shoulder, remember the shoulder, the right shoulder? Oh, yeah. Splintered. It and was, that dude jumped up. And that, that's what happened. I, I was like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, you shoot one, and you see the smoke come, you know, the, the oh, steam yeah. coming oh, yeah, out I, of the I hole. remember that, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's just a, you know, he's just sitting there steaming out, and I pull my scope up, and I look at him, and I see his eyeball twist. I'm like, What? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And he's, you know, he's quartered away from me. Like, I'm going to shoot him right in the spine, right between the shoulder blades. Yeah. You know, I don't want to mess up the meat. and don't want to mess up the hand, you know, nothing oh, else. Yeah. I've already like, shot him damn, in the shoulder. Damn, I've already shot him enough. <laughs> I've already <laughs> yeah. shot him in the shoulder I've already wasted a quarter of this deer. I mean, I kid you not. I don't know how. I, literally, the minute, this, the millisecond I squeezed the trigger, he turned his head and looked at me, and I shot him through the ear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. He jumped up, turned around a 180, laid back down, and is sitting there looking at me. Oh yeah, still alive, and I'm like, what do I, what do you do? I racked another one and shot him, looking at me right over the top of the head in the middle of the shoulder blade. Yeah, just imagine being on the receiving side of that phone call. You're like, hey man, I just shot him again. This is the third phone call, and I was like, bro, there's gonna be no deer left. This should be an easy drag. Yeah, I think you look, you think you said on another phone, is he shooting back? What do you keep shooting I was, for? Yeah, I was like, I was like, what's going on? You're like, you dude, have to get he's here. not, he ain't dying. And when I, dude, literally, the, the when I when I when me and you walked up to him. I was like, dude, that is the biggest deer I've ever seen. He I mean, was an absolute behemoth. And that was, what, and that's what's so crazy about up there too. The minerals are so sparse up there because it's, as I said, it's an oak desert. Yeah. He didn't have a great rack. I mean, he was a ten pointer, but he was not a compared to his body size. He should have been a hundred and fifty inch deer, and he was not. Yeah, he should have. He was not. He was old. But now, I was, I was going to say, that deer had to have been at least six and a half years old. He was that an deer old was, deer. Yeah, very old deer. And he was a warrior. I mean. He, oh, he was. And he was already starting gir- turning gray. And, yeah. I mean, and he was. It's, it's the will to survive in a wild deer, just like him right there. I mean, he had that doe locked in between his eyes. And he was not leaving that doe, no matter how many times you shot him. And I was afraid to grab that deer whenever I met you at the bottom of that tree. I think you were still in your tree. Yeah, stand. I think now. You were still in that tree stand. I walked up and I was like, "Where, where's he at?" And you pointed over and he's like, "He's over there." And I was like, "Is it safe to walk over there?" I was like, "This dude's gonna pull out a Tommy gun here and just blast me. I'm, I'm done." 
that was that was wild, man. I'm telling it you, was. that was that was a that was a cool deal. I mean, that just shows you how tough animals are. It's yeah, and there's wild animals, and it it goes back to that thing of because I don't. I think that morning you said you maybe you maybe grunted once or twice, but it didn't do nothing. No, I didn't do anything that morning. That was that was the two, that was a week before, and it was. And I, I literally yeah. the sun came up, and I tell you, I, I'm a I'm a believer in that code blue deodorant stick that you put on your feet. Yeah. That's like the natural deer scent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm telling you. Put that stuff on. I got a buddy that uses it religiously, and I walk straight into my stand. Because yeah. you know, you you back to the podcasts and the you know the big guys on TV hunting, how they go in this way to their tree stand to make sure they're not crossing deer. You can't always do that stuff. You don't always have the yeah, property size to yeah, do that. Yeah, some, and sometimes property owners won't let you cross their like, property. Yeah, yeah, access through exactly. them to get to. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, I got to put this stuff on. I walked straight into my stand. I knew, you know, roughly where the deer were coming from, where they yeah. were going to. Those does walked right in my footsteps. Yeah. By my stand, and that buck walked right where they walked, and they never smelled me. Yeah. They never. All he had on his mind, he had his nose to the ground. I didn't think I was going to get him to stop. It was the bad part. Oh, boys, I live for that moment. I cannot wait. Now that turkey season's done, the the turkey the turkey fever. I'm over it. The turkey fever ended as soon as turkey season ended. Yeah. And for some reason, I am all knotted up about, like, just right now talking about deer hunting. I'm getting nervous. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm getting, I'm getting the, I'm getting the shakes. I'm getting that buck fever just because early season, you don't know what you're going to see. No, it's a toss-up. Yeah, whether you hunt a velvet hunt or opening day at the end of September. I mean, you don't know what's going to walk by. And then the fun part is when you're sitting in that tree stand mid-November and you're like dozing off and you're just kind of, you know, just nodding off in your tree stand. All of a sudden you hear some leaves rustling and you see this little two-and-a-half-year-old doe come running by and she's wide open. The first thing that runs through my mind is like, State record, baby, right oh, yeah. here. State record, and then it's like a little spike. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Bro, what the heck and then you is just that? Get, you get all excited for nothing, then you just get all pissed off. And then yeah, yeah, and then you get pissed, and then you're like, oh man, and then you you hang your gun back up, and you sit back down, and then you hear something else. And about five minutes later, I'd, well, it's the big boy tracking the doe and the and that little buck, and he's you know he's he's running back behind him. He's like, okay, is this doe in heat? If she's not in heat, I'm not gonna waste my time. And then. Oh, dude, deer. Oh. How many times have you had that little spike sit in front of your tree stand for 20, 30 minutes, and you've sat there and you've put that gut, that that little dude in your crosshairs, and you're like, if you don't leave here, I'm fixing to shoot you just because I'm pissed off. Too many. I've done it about four years ago, to be honest with you. Exactly. Because <laughs> you get yeah. all excited about all the horns, and you're so mad that it's just a flipping spike or a yeah. little crab cloth. Yeah. Crab cloth you know, four pointer. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just gonna shoot you. And then yeah, and then it goes and then it runs through my head. Well, I wasn't raised to be a an antler hunter. I was like, this spike has actually got a pretty good sized body on him. I was like, Dad's gonna grill me because for the past eight years dad's like, Hey man, let's try to shoot some good bucks around here and then I call him like, Hey, I need some help. I shot a big one and he shows up and he's like, This is a spike. I was like, dude, he's a big body. I was like, he's a big body, deer. And he's like, bro, (laughs) that's bogus, bro. (laughs) Granddad always said you can't eat them horns. You 
can't eat them horns, but man, they look good on the wall. They look good. They look good, that's for sure. But I mean, it's kind of like it it's it's a hard thing when you when you're so amped up and you know that uh you know, it's not like turkey season. You know. Yeah. You you get so much interaction with a turkey that you don't get, you know, you very do. little with a deer. You do. I you mean, know. especially a mature buck. It's you, you know, you he's not that. very vocal because he's smart. He plays the wind. He doesn't I mean, have to be vocal. You know, I, I know my buck. I look at the Tucker buck and listen to that story about him popping the cap on his muzzle loader, and that deer running off. No, oh, yeah. My luck, I would have never seen him in the first place. But if I had and I'd popped the cap, the neighbor next door to kill it. I'd have never been, a, you know. Oh, it just that, went and went pow. And then he had ran off and all of a sudden you would have heard boom. boom. Exactly. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. That's my yeah, and he was down. Yeah. So that's like you don't get that interaction, you know, and that's, I tell people all the time, I love deer hunting. I do. I get, I get frustrated real easy with deer hunting. I'm not a very patient man. My patience is, I don't, don't sit well. I'm not one of those guys that it's, can it's as lunch. It's as thin as a horse hair. Uh, it's, I do good to sit four hours. I just can't. Yeah. Can't sit that long. I'm not, and it does I'm not geared that way. It, it does get super hard because I mean, especially if you don't like me. I know at this one area I got these bucks always move through right at like noon to three. Well, I go sit in the morning and I see maybe like two does or that that fat ass little spike come running by, and I'm like, I don't need to shoot this little spike because I know at twelve forty five. Here comes the big boy. I'm gonna Hopefully. Have, I'm going to have a big eight or a big nine come by. Exactly. But then I'm already in a tree stand for like five to six hours because, you know, the daylight change and all that stuff. It's it's super hard. And it's – I've maybe sat in a tree stand from daylight to dark maybe out of all my years a dozen times. And I don't think I've ever really shot a deer from daylight – sitting in a tree stand from daylight to dark. Exactly. It's always been like don't go over morning, get in the tree stand at 10 o'clock. And hunt from ten till dark. Yeah, and I usually shoot one at like one. The, exactly. Like the biggest bucks I've ever shot is from like nine to eleven o'clock in the morning. You know, you hear that we've all been told our whole life, deer hunting, got to get in your stand for daylight. Got to get in your stand for daylight. And a good friend of ours, um, he told oh, yeah. me, he told me one time he was like, "Look, I, you know, I don't know if it worked for every farm, but we realized that we were jumping more deer going to our stand." Yeah, because you clank. You're, you know, you're loud, you can't yeah. see, you can't see what you're stepping on. And if you make, I mean, if you ride like four-wheeler or side-by-side up there, I mean, they don't hear four-wheelers or side-by-sides at 3 a.m. in the morning. Exactly. And, like, and, and we tr- I tried it, you know. It's, I, yeah. Uh, me and Eli went up there one morning, and what really what really made me a believer in this, what what what, what J- uh, Jake, my brother, that told me that, he's like, we don't go in till first light. And we walk in quiet. Take your time. Yeah, you can climb your stand a little quieter in the you know in the daylight in I mean, enough light that you can see. You can see, yeah. And you don't you're not you know clanging up that tree because if you're like you know you you can't you're lying to yourself and everybody if if you think you can see where you're going in that tree stand before daylight if you're running you know if you're running a climb. You never know how high you are till you look down and see how far your pull rope is and that just you're yeah. loud. And what made a believer is me and a buddy of mine Eli went up there to the cabin. And went hunting, and we parked his truck in the right side of the cabin, and he was like, let's just sit here till daylight and watch the field. We just used the truck as a blind. I mean, we're not on a main road. We're in the middle of the woods. We don't live in illegal I mean, yeah. or anything. We're yeah. sitting in our trucks just waiting to see if anything popped out. We waited till, you know, 
daybreak. Since we're different directions, we both saw deer that day. Yeah. Well, that 10-pointer that I killed, that you know, 209 pounder, I did that. I waited till I could see through the woods. I remember that. I yeah. walked through, and I mean, it took me. It honestly took me less time to get to my stand when I could see where I was going. I don't yeah. care how good your recall is on it. And I, I have, you know, growing up with my granddad, we walked through the woods a lot. You know, there wasn't GPS, there wasn't cell phones where you could look at maps, you know, Google Maps and that kind of thing. My granddad, you could take him anywhere up there on that mountain, drop him off in the dark, he'd find his way home. Oh yeah. And I've got really good recall. You've been with me in the woods. I'm pretty good at saying, no, we need to go, you know, this way a little bit. Yeah. This is where we came in. So I can do that, but I don't care how good you are in the dark. You can't see where you're, you don't know where you're at. Oh, exactly. No, you don't. And I've, I've got turned around in the woods of a dark. Like I'll, I'll be walking through the woods and if I show up at the cabin, I consider that public land. Yeah. Because it's so much on private land. Private land, I can understand because you know where your lines are, you know where this is, that road. Yes, whatever. yes, and you can you can pattern deer, hundred percent. You can pattern the deer, so you know. You okay, well, this deer's showing up at ten a.m. every day since like for the past yeah, week. I can walk around this way, get in my stand, not bump. You know, you can yeah, do exactly. That up there. No, on public land, no matter where you go on public land, I mean, if you go in of a morning, obviously there's. Like some public land around here. Yeah. You got to get in there like two hours before daylight. Well, yeah, and hope like, all, you know, I'll get out that you don't wake, you know, you don't sundown, come up and there's orange vests. You know, oh, yeah. Vests Dude, there ain't no telling how many times I've done that. Oh, yeah. And, and I have no idea where they came in from. But then again, it's like, if you go in at a, if, if, you, if you go in two hours before daylight, in my head, I know exactly where I'm going. I've already scouted. I, I know yeah. where this trail is. I know all this. And it's, I don't know how many times I've been walking through the woods, see eyes, turn it off, and just whatever eyes it is. I mean, deer is what, green? I think I green think so. is in, yeah. So when you're walking through with the headlight on, I just use a white light. I mean. I was going to ask you about that because I've got a buddy that won't use anything but a you know a red light or a green light. I mean, I, I don't know if it really matters because I mean at a certain time the deer. What does it matter? They yeah. don't know the difference. I mean, yeah, if I it's three a.m. in the morning, and they see a white light, they don't know if it's white, if it's green. All they hear is just crunching, so they're just going to like. They're just going to mind their business. So then, once I see the green eyes, I shut my light off and I just kind of hang out. Hopefully it was green eyes and it wasn't, I don't know what color pig eyes or bear eyes are. Hopefully not red because I'm pretty sure a small part of them come from hell. <laughs> but, but I'm just, Straight out of there. yeah, so I'm just, I'm waiting and you can hear them meander off and then I'll, I'll continue my track. Maybe, maybe venture off 20, 30 yards away from them. But it's, I guess it just depends if you get in there early, they're not used to that. So if you just play it cool, turn your light off real quick and hang tight. Yeah, or wait a little while before you walk in. Like I said, I've had the best yeah. luck doing that, you know, up there. And, you know, like at the farm, yeah, you can, we, we know we can go in there an hour before daylight. We know where we can walk. We know, you know, it's mostly field, but we know where to get into your stock, you know, your stand at. And, you know. Yeah, and we know exactly where the deer are coming from. It's the, easy. The pinches. And that's, and that's, that's what I'm grateful for is that we actually have private land to do that. Because yeah. these guys that hunt public land. I got, them boys uh, put in some hours. Right there. I got, that, that's a hard, them you know, boys it's a lot of luck, 
And it's a lot of hard work to stay yeah. in town. Yeah. And I'm this year, my entire life, I've always hunted private land. And I've always had very successful luck shooting good bucks on private land. So this year, we're going to try out. We're going to try out some public land. I mean, we're going to run into some people. We ran into some people this turkey season. And that, that, that one dude, he was cool as all get out. But, I mean, I don't want to see me when I go hunting. Like, when I go hunting, like, by myself, I want to be by myself. And the only thing I want to see is something I want to shoot. Well, it doesn't matter. I want to shoot it. If I see a deer, I'll go deer hunting. I'll see a deer. That's my thing. I can deal with not seeing big bucks, but it's so hard when you go and sit for four or five, six hours and you don't see nothing but squirrels. That just makes me mad. Like, I just want to go home. Yeah, like, that's I, why. That's why. A, you know, lazy hunter, I, whatever. I don't care. That's just who I am. Like, I, yeah. if I can, if I'm seeing deer, I'm happy. Yeah, well, I don't have oh. to shoot them. No, I don't have to shoot them, yeah. Give me something, you know, at least the, the thing that I'm hunting, I'm getting to see. Yeah. Like, I can deal with that. Yeah, that's why That's why I asked you if you wanted maybe this year, if you would if you would switch up a tactic, hunt more aggressive rattling, or besides hunting in the bottom, would it be worth it to yeah. park midway and then sweat the rest of the way up to a mountain and then hunt a ridgetop? I mean, give it a – I mean, something, I would, something different. You know, I'm not beyond trying anything, you know, and I, I, it all depends on, you know, and I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm cheap, so I'm, I hate buying cameras and crap, mm. there's no cell phone service up there, so you barely can get, you know, like a cell phone camera to work up there. Oh, yeah, there and, is, yeah. You know, I've got a, I've got a, I check, I've got the card reader. Yeah. Then for tomorrow, but I want to work some more cameras up there and, and work a few more spots and, you know that kind of thing and put in a little more work you know you gotta you gotta there's very little hunting that you do that you you know honestly dove hunting i think really is the only thing you don't have to put a whole lot of work into oh yeah dove. I mean, yeah. find a decent field and shoot doves yeah you know they don't care if you're duck hunting you got to put in the work you got to figure out where they're at where you know where to lay yeah. out where to put a blind oh yeah call put your decoys you know it, it's it's honestly harder work than deer hunting till it's time to start the hunting part and then you don't do anything it's oh yeah you know? yeah well i mean it's just and like if you uh like deer hunting a lot of guys that i've listened on podcasts that are just just kind of like us just good old boys they just go out and be like okay well I noticed that the acorns were falling here, so we set up, but we didn't see a deer. Well, maybe 200 yards down that ridge, there's five oak trees that are 100 years old, 80 years old, and they're dropping four times as much acorn. Them deer are going to be right there because they're dropping quicker, and they, them deer can just sit there and just keep on mowing and keep mowing and keep mowing and never have to leave that area to come to right. your two oak trees or your one oak tree dropping acorns like, like hail coming down. Yeah, I think that's you know a lot of my thing is i like if i leave here am i gonna miss yeah deer? exactly like i don't like it yeah. so weird like i know i've seen yeah, like, deer so uh, why would i move somewhere that i haven't you know whatever yeah and it, you know you get caught in that crazy cycle of this is where i need to be this is where i gotta sit this is what i gotta do you know yeah and, yeah. and i think that's a you know a big thing for me and i need to break that habit yeah i think i'm gonna start incorporating our me, me and dad's number one rule in turkey hunting I'm going to start incorporating that into my deer season. Our number one rule is 
don't hesitate. If you hear a, if you hear a bird gobble five times, just don't don't hesitate. Go, go. Something is making him gobble. He's either by himself or there's a crow. You can locate easy. You can move on him easy. You just just go. Rule number one: don't hesitate. So if you're sitting in a tree stand and you're like, man, this really isn't a good spot because you know down that logging road, 300 yards is another oak flat. Don't hesitate. Just and just climb down good. and go. I think that's good because I think, you know, and I do it. I'm sure everybody else does too. Like you, part of it is that, I don't want to call it laziness, but you work your hind end off packing your tree stand in. You know, if you're like me, you know, I'm, I work hard for my stuff and I don't, I ain't leaving my tree stand out in the woods. That's another uh, thing, bro. My tree stand's been out there for five years. <laughs> we'll go look for it. I need to go call the neighbors. <laughs> They've got it probably. Nah, I think it's still there. Oh my god! But you know, you you work your butt off to get to that tree and you pick it out, and this is where it's, you want to be, and yeah. then you climb up it, and you're like, "Huh, I don't really like this." Yeah. And then you you try to convince yourself that you've got time That's, to climb down, yes, and go move, and and then you if you're like me, I'm like. Man, I'm just gonna stay here. I'm gonna make a bunch of noise. I'm gonna do this. Gonna do that. I think a lot of times we give deer a little more credit than they're probably due. Yeah, yeah, we do. No doubt, they're smart. They're smart, but it's. But you making noise walking through the woods, they don't have any idea if you're a human or another deer. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I guess it's depending on your cadence and how you walk through it. So I mean. You know, walk like a deer, walk like a squirrel or something. Little, Take one or two steps. slower, and that's Stop. my problem. You, you, I'm hyper as I'll get out. I'm, I'm wired pretty tight. My band's pretty tight. <laughs> I get in a hurry, and that's my thing. You know, that's the biggest yeah. issue, I guess. Other than, you know, in turkey hunting. Like, I'm I'm a little more laid back when it comes to turkey hunting, I think, than you yeah. are. You're, you know, me and you've had that discussion. Yeah, I mean, turkey hunting, yeah. like I said, don't You're running gun. You're running gun. And yeah. You know, that bird that we chased, Houdini. You know, we kept moving, kept moving. It, yeah. That day, I feel like if we had stayed where we were at, I think we would have killed that bird. We probably would have. And it, but in my I was, mind, it was like, we got to go moving. now. We got to go now. We got, you know, yeah. every time we moved, he was back to where we were at when we called. And yeah, that doesn't that, happen all the time. Yeah, that that really pissed me off. That's why that's why this year I switched to a. I'm hunting from a saddle. I mean, I've I, got I've got three climbing sticks right there, man. Look at let's. I see that. Two seconds. Yeah, look through all that hunting shit real quick, but it's not that though. The hunting section at Cabela's. You can't even see it because it's so much. There's so much camo over there. You can't even see. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're it's crazy. To, you're gonna have to let me know how that saddle deal works. Yeah, man. Or why don't we? Why don't we just have a little archery shooting one day? There's a there's a guy in Cookville, Tennessee. You guys need to check him out too if you guys are listening to this. Cruiser Saddles. It's made in Cookville, Tennessee. Really. Made in Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, your saddles, all your your uh, your your ropes, tethers, all that stuff. He makes all that stuff in Cookville, Tennessee. And uh, I need to go down there and actually see him. So if you guys want to get into saddle hunting, definitely go check out Cruiser Saddles in Cookville. Uh, he's he's literally got everything you need from from your tree saddle. Uh, he doesn't have climbing sticks yet. Your tree saddle, your uh, your tethers. He's got it. He's got everything that you need that tethered saddles offer. He has it in Cookville, Tennessee. That's cool. Cruiser saddles. 
So I'm wanting to go down there. He's got a platform called The Seeker. And a lot of platforms are just flat. Yeah. Well, you know, in a saddle, you're hanging off the tree. So, I mean, you're... You're like a lineman on a, on a power pole. Yeah. I don't want to be standing on a saddle that's... I mean, a, a, a platform that's flat. Yeah. Well, his, his platform comes out, and it kicks down a little bit. So, when you're just hanging... Your feet are still so it's at the angle resting. that your feet actually yes. are instead of you know in an awkward yes. flat position. Yeah, because like I mean, if you're standing on a flat platform, your feet are on the edge of that platform. So yeah, some people hunt with uh, what's that the 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 steel the spikes. No, what's that thing called? You have the the steel sole or something, whatever that thing is. In oh, the I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I'm cheap. I mean, these uh, Fila's are thirty five bucks buddy you can bet your sweet 50 i'm gonna go buy me another pair just for early season deer hunting because i mean these things are lightweight they they're breathable don't know if they're waterproof don't really care don't really care but it's gonna be comfy and when i'm looking at these at these platforms for saddle hunting i'm gonna i'm looking for something that i can sit there I sleep when I'm in the lock-on or in a in a climbing stand. I strap my harness as tight as it can, and I just sit there and just go full noodle in the stand. When you're saddle hunting, I don't think. I don't think so either. I mean, I'm definitely not going to flip backwards like a lineman does, but I don't want to test it. <laughs> but I mean, those those platforms are are freaking cool as all get out. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try these saddle these uh saddle tree stands out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see see what they're all about because i mean you know i mean you've had this conversation okay if you're going to hunt in this spot what tree can you climb yeah i mean that's and, and we're like well shit we can't climb anything in this because a tree is too big yeah too big yeah. or too small or yeah like eight inches in diameter well them sticks i have the hawks uh those hawks climbing sticks that i have and I got those off of Camo Fire. Yeah. Because Camo Fire is legit, dude. I mean, they're they're like, what, anywhere from like 10%, 15%, 50% off. It, yeah, it's it's random. Yeah. I can tell you this. Yeah. You pay for you, shipping, but. Yeah, and if you dude. plan on getting your Sitka gear from them when they have a sale, you better be up at midnight. Because you better be up. I got excited the other morning. And I looked at it, yeah. Like, oh, Sitka gear. Yeah. Sold out, sold out, sold out. I'm like, it was only 20% off, which. I mean, when you buy a I mean, $600 pair of pants and a shirt, it, you, you know, you've saved a little more than the taxes. Yeah, yeah. But still. I mean, yeah, you save the taxes, but pretty much pay for it on shipping. But you still, still actually save yeah, yeah. In, in total. I, I love Camo Fire. I bought a lot of stuff Dude, off Camo, Camo Fire. Camo is legit. So if you guys are listening to this, too, Camo Fire is the cat. Yeah, cat's meow. Joey's got Camo Fire pulled up right now. What do they got? What do they got right now? So- boots and socks. And that's the cool thing, you know. Not the beatboxing boot and socks, but they've they've got some. They've got it's a, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, like, yeah, you know, they go yeah. from you know elk hunting all the way to you know duck hunting, coyote hunting, deer hunting, it's, yeah. turkey hunting, and then they'll throw in camping stuff. I know dove hunting isn't big, but I've they, seen they I don't know decoys. how many dove decoys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like all sorts of things. They've got the the swivel bucket seats. Yep. Then they only sell like the swivel bucket on top and then they sell the buckets separate if you know if you've got a cot you know you've already got a bucket yeah yeah they've got they do they've got all sorts of things they sell the daggum full uh you know the um yeah they sell cold steel 
cold yeah. steel knives and, and spears. Because oh, I yeah. almost bought me a $60 spear. I don't know for what. Because he doesn't need a spear. Because I'm in America. That's why. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, Camel Fire, if you guys want, want anything at a discounted price, check out Camel Fire. Camel Fire is freaking awesome. I mean, it goes from anywhere from uh, uh, packs, overnight hauling packs. Anything outdoors, you know, basically, Dude, camping yeah. or hunting. I can't even think of it because they sell so much stuff. You know, they even have the full body, you know, elk and uh, antelope reefer decoys like they use out west, you know. Oh, on, yeah. You know, the yeah, they've got that. And know, I've seen those. I'm like, man. That's another thing. I almost bought a Bigfoot target the other day. <laughs> that does not a surprise me in the target. Least. You know how tall it was? Eight foot. You know what I want to do? For 200 bucks, I almost bought it, but I was like, man, my wife would be pissed. <laughs> so I didn't buy it. Right. You know what I want to do? I want to get a Bigfoot suit. Okay. I want to get a Bigfoot suit. And I'm going to go to somebody's property that we know, go with them and set up their cameras, and then go walk in front of their camera with a Bigfoot suit on in the middle of the night, and then hear them talk about how they got Bigfoot on their camera. Do you know how funny that would be? That would be pretty good, but you'd probably end up shot. How do you do it in the dark? It's called. People don't spotlight. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. People don't spotlight. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be funny. I mean, what would you do? What would you do if you had your camera and you went out there and pulled your card and started looking at it and you're like, deer, deer, dog, trees, sunlight, Bigfoot, deer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that a crackhead? Bigfoot? Oh, no, it's Bigfoot. It no, no, that's Bigfoot. Like, what are you going to do? I'm going to shit my pants and go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to delete that photo and go to bed. And, I'm not even going to. And second guess your choice. I'm going <laughs> to sell that property. I'm going to move. Exactly. How funny would that be? Where, is, where does that man not live? He don't live in Florida, does he? Miami? What man? Bigfoot. Oh. He's that man. But yeah, I just want to do that. Oh my lanta! They don't they don't sell that stuff on Camo Fire. But if you guys literally need any sort of hunting, like apparel, gear, it it doesn't matter. They sell arrows, they sell all sorts of things. And another place that I have found out that is top notch in archery, you need to check it out too. Three Rivers Archery. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that the other day. Three awesome. Rivers. Three Rivers Archery. I messaged them and told them how quick my 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 arrows came in, and it was it was three days. Dang! Knocked in, pre-cut, inserts, everything. Three three to four days. Got it in. Got it out. That's amazing. Yeah. It was. They they're on the ball. So three three Rivers Archery. Shout out to you guys. And another thing, got pictures of some deer the other day. And uh, they're sprouting. They're pretty big. Don't do that. They're pretty big. They're, they've, they've already branched out. We've got like, I think I've got an eight-pointer on camera already. And his G2s are at least five, five inches long right Dang. now. He's, he's an absolute monster. And I've been feeding that deer, been feeding that deer. Deer 30 minerals, dude. We need to take some tomorrow. Yes. 
Yep. Oh, it's but it's already loaded. Did you load it? Okay. Yep. It's already loaded. I got some at the at the house. I just you've had the house. Yep. Deer thirty minerals, man. I mean, right now, I'm laying it heavy on them. On the other sure. properties, they're they're hitting it hard right now. So, uh, Jeremy Tate, if you're listening to this, dude, uh, your product is above and beyond. It is great. We love it here at the Outdoor Wise Brand. So that's that's pretty much everything that we've got to. Uh, I mean, we could sit here all night. Talk about oh, I mean, I could ramble. sit here. Yeah, I could sit here for another three hours. You got to get home. We got to be up at and five. I was gonna say, yeah, all three of us got to be up at five a.m. Well, we got to be up at five. You got to be on the road at five. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, our sponsors out there, Deer Thirty Minerals. Thank you very much for what you guys have done. Uh, Hunter Up Safety. You guys need to go check them out as well. They do all sorts of uh, products to keep hunters safe. We. I, I try to shoot towards private landowners using hunter up safety just because it's it's more of a uh, occupied area. More people are on there. They know where you're at. They know what's up. They know how you act. They know everything that's going on. Uh, give hunter up a look. Try them out. They have a, a website, www.hunterupsafety.com. Guys, wear your harnesses. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Wear your, please wear your harnesses. And deer season's coming up. I know a lot of guys are practicing their their uh, different different archery uh, angles and stuff like that, and different stand wear your, placements. Wear your you know, a lot of people don't hitch. You know, don't hitch up on your climbing stand. Most people do it. Fall out of try, fall out of climbing stand, climbing up or climbing down, not while they're seated. Yeah, hitch up. It takes an extra five minutes. Yeah, it takes an extra let, five let, minutes and it'll it'll save your it'll life. save your damn life. Just do it's it. It's worth it. Just don't. Again, if you're running late, it doesn't matter if you're running late or not. Deer Where are gonna be deer. They're but, gonna be there. Yep. There's always another day. If you fall and break your back and can't walk, you know how's that gonna how's that gonna serve you? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Still definitely. Hunt, wear yeah. your harness. I, did, I didn't wear one for a long time, and I. Uh, it's, it's too easy and too readily available, and, you know, they're not like they were 10 years ago. Yeah. For sure, longer than that, you know. When they first started coming out with Summit Tree Stands and those crappy nylon harnesses that yeah, you didn't know what holes were your footholds and what hard, holes were your arm holes. And, I mean, I knew people that used daggum car seat belts yeah. for straps and oh, stuff. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, it, it's... I don't care if you're married, you're some, you know, somebody, you know, too young to be married, whatever. Yeah. You got to, to you know, yeah. somebody cares about you. Definitely strap in. It's whatever y'all's preference is. You can always message us too uh, and ask us what we wear and stuff. But I wear a hunter safety system. I mean, it's the first thing I've ever owned climbing a, uh, a tree stand. It works perfect. I'm, I'm a muddy fan. I like, yeah. I like my muddy. It's lightweight. Yeah. It's, you know, get something. I, I tell you what I like the most out of any of them is a gorilla. They're just really heavy. Yeah. But, they're, like, but they're good. And they're, they've got the longest tether of anybody. Yeah, they're comfy and safe. And then if you wear a saddle, you have two means of... Uh, to tie off. Yeah. So it's... 
I like it. It's a. Uh, it's all. It's all safe if you wear it. If you don't wear it, it does no Absolutely point no at all. So, you guys strap into the tree. Be safe out there. Uh, check out Deer Thirty Minerals. Check out Hunter Up Safety. Definitely check out Three Rivers Archery if you guys into into archery hunting. Uh, another thing. Camo Fire. Check out Camo Fire for all your discounted stuff. Those guys are awesome over there. And if you're not part of Go Wild, definitely look into Go Wild. They have a mobile app. You guys will not be disappointed. It's all about hunting. It's all about the outdoors. It's all about everyone having a good time. So, check it out. Look into it. Thank you guys for listening to the Outdoor Wild Brand.